ever hear the story of the machete maniac? Ooh. Well, let's hear it. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. It's probably too scary for you guys. No, no, it's not. No, no, come on, Dave. Please, tell us the story. Uh, all right, what the hell? This must have been like 15 years ago, you know? We had a kid working at the club named Phil Coletti. And one night, tonight, a lot like tonight, this gorgeous woman comes into the club, asks him if he wants to go out to the jungle. He's like, yeah, why not? So they split. And as they started getting out to the jungle, further and further away from the lights of the club, she starts asking him these questions like, does he believe in the local legends of the island? Voodoo? Zombies? He's not too worried about it. He just rolls right over, starts putting the screws to her. And something doesn't feel right to Coletti. But he can't see shit, it's pitch black, so he just keeps banging away. But then, boom! flash of lightning lights up the whole island and in that one moment Coletti looks around and sees not only is he out in the middle of that old Mayan cemetery not only are all the other guys from the resort standing around watching him but he sees that he's having sex with a corpse a cold white dirty from the grave dead body and they say Phil Coletti calmly Walked to the groundskeeper's shack, found a machete, and chopped those staff members into a hundred pieces. And they say he took that same machete, chopped his own dick off, and ran screaming into the jungle. Nobody ever saw him after that. But from that point on, Phil Coletti was forever known as Machete Phil. Are you telling me there's some totally deranged, dickless dude running around out there? All I'm saying is I don't go into the jungle alone if I can help it. Because you can hear him. And I've heard him. Crying out. Where's my penis? Where's my penis? Where's my penis? And that boy wants me! to Entertainment Landfill, film, television, pop culture. It's where you find it. Hey, look at this. It's 7.30. Why the night is still so young. The way you're going, you're going to be able to solve this case and start another one, huh? Drop car on my ass. Damn. You've been working bank robbery, what, 22 years? Yeah, 22 years. Man, L.A. has changed a lot during that time. The air got dirty and the sex got clean. Uh Uh-huh. So a guy with that kind of timing must have some theory about these guys. Leave it alone, Johnny. Okay, fine, you've given up. Fine. It doesn't mean I have to. Hey, hey, listen. Forget about it, kid. They are ghosts. Yeah, of course. What am I thinking? If you couldn't crack it with all your years of experience, it's impossible to conceive that I might have something to offer, right? 
Well, maybe I can do better than some over-the-hill burnout. Hey, watch your mouth. Maybe you ought to just take some early retirement right now and get some rent-a-cop night security job. Tell mom stories. Listen, you snot those little shit. I was taking shrapnel and caisson while you were crapping in your hands and rubbing it on your face. You mad? Yeah, I'm mad. Good and mad. Yeah. What do you want to do about it? It feels good, doesn't it? Like you're still alive, right? Yeah. Well, since you're still alive and you're not in the box just yet, why don't you tell me this theory of yours and we'll go get these guys? <sighs> okay, hot shot. You want to nail the bank robbers and be a big hero? Definitely. Definitely. Then here it is. The ex-presidents are surfers. 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 I wish. What? I wish I could climb up inside of that big old brain of yours and just walk around. Really? Mm-hmm. You know what I love? What? I love the way those big, thick glasses magnify your pupils. Oh. Look at me. Huh? Oh. I'll bet you like to be in control. Tell me. Well, um, when I was 17, my little sister tried to borrow my Def Leppard record. I said, no way. Now, that's exactly what I'm talking about. Oh, my God. You're so limber. Don't you just love music? You have any Megadeth? Come with me. I I'm blind. Whoa. I'm dancing. You're real squiggly. Whoa. Ah! Oh. Did you hurt yourself? Yeah. Let me see. Oh, there. Yeah. Oh. Uh, now feel, feel in the naughty, feel, feel naughty. I thought I saw a booty cat. Whoa! Boldly go where no man has ever gone before. There's got to be a way to find. Take me, Garth. Where? I'm low on gas and you need a jacket. I'm going to be Frank. Okay. Can I still be Garth? If you die, I die. Okay. And then we'll find our peace of mind. You and me, Del and me. I'd like to keep this handy for close encounters. I heard that. Kaboom! Yeah! Oh, baby! Hi! <laughs> Hello, everyone! It is time for our Entertainment Landfill, or Entertainment Landfill News, ETL News, <laughs> whatever you want to call it, you know, hip it up or whatever. I am the J-Strom. I'm here to talk about film, television, pop culture, all that kind of stuff, and it's been a while since we've done a show. And I'm glad to be back. Hopefully there are no popping sounds. It sounds good to me. High fidelity. So Bo's nose and all that stuff. And I don't do the show alone. I do it with Stephen the Pop Culture What's Zone. What's happening? Hi, Stephen. Do you hear any pops? I don't. Huh? Well, I got a growly dog. I hear a beagle. <laughs> Stephen, it's so good to have you here. It's good to be here. 
It's been a while. I saw you at the movies last week. You did? No. Uh, I saw you at the old Phil Spiderman. Oh, I love Spiderman. Phil Spiderman, attorney at law. That was fun. Um, I decided to do an intro like I used to do. And here's the story behind it. We might have to get rid of this because it's very... <laughs> all the noise she's making. Okay. Um, for years and years, doing this show, doing intros with sound clips from movies and TV shows, I've had specific things that I've looked for that I've wanted. If I didn't own the movie on DVD uh, or if it wasn't on TV on my DVR, I couldn't find it on YouTube. I would have to give up. Um, I found a piece of music that I've never been able to find anywhere this week. And I was like, I always wanted to put this in an intro. Now I'm going to have to make an intro. (laughs) And it was the uh, the music. Do you recognize that? Does it sound familiar? familiar. Okay, it goes like this. I might as well just play it. And see. Does it sound familiar? It's old school. The movie Old School. Oh. With Vince Vaughn, Luke Wilson, and your favorite actor. And whenever that movie's on or whatever, uh, I would go, oh man, I need to use that music for an intro. Um, And I never could find it anywhere. Like, it wouldn't be on YouTube. I'm like, how is this not on YouTube? I don't get it. Or the soundtrack would be... I would see the soundtrack, but that song wasn't on the soundtrack or something. So I'm like, oh, great. What am I supposed to do? So today I was just like, uh, I don't know what compelled me to do it. It was just my brain was like, hey, I haven't done like an intro like I have on the old shows in several years. Last time I did was one was when we had Bill on years ago. However long that's been, we were talking about... uh, Guardians of the Galaxy 2. Do you remember that show? Yes. And I did a big long intro or whatever. I've seen it once or maybe twice. So I tied, I typed in old school movie intro and then it popped up there and I hit play and it was that song and then it ends. There's nothing else from the movie. Someone somewhere in this world was like, hey, I'm going to put that old school uh, theme on YouTube. Just put it up there. I know. <laughs> and so... Isn't that weird? Yes. It, it's almost like the forces <laughs> out there, unseen forces in reality, wanted me to create an intro. So that's why I did it. And so that's my story about this, Stephen. Very interesting. Guys, welcome to the show. <laughs> that's what we do on podcasts. We just talk about stuff. You know what I'm saying? You know, I also, I want to, I something happened to me today and I thought it was, it, this is interesting to share for the show. Uh let me just tell you a little bit about, you know, this. I'm going to be vulnerable here, Stephen. Uh-oh. For years. <laughs> Uh-oh. I have to pat you on the back, um, get you some tissue. I've had these. No, it's nothing like that. Oh, okay. uh, I've had visual uh, 
veins on my face, like little spider veins. Yes. And over the years, it's gotten worse. Like when I look at myself in the mirror and I'm just like, I look like dark man to me. When I look in the mirror, I see Peyton Westlake after the burns. And uh, <laughs> although people may say that's a little extreme, uh, but I just see these stupid veins and it's, you know, sun exposure or bad sunburn over the years. So I was like, what can be done about this? And I've done little uh, Google searches over the years and it'll say like, well, really nothing could be done. You could use different kind of ointments or, you know, that may, it'll look less red over time. And I'm like, no, I can't go through life like this. And uh, so recently I saw on YouTube, you know, I typed it in on YouTube and there's like little laser treatments you could do. Uh Right. And I was like, wow, I want to do this. And I was telling Heather, you know, like, I think I really want to do this. I don't know how much it costs, but I got to do this because it bothers me that much. And she was like, okay, well, let's make an appointment with the doctor and you tell him and uh, the doctor will tell you, uh, (laughs) Adam, just crack me up. (laughs) He did the line from Dark Man. So I went to the doctor and I said, yeah, I hate my face and I'm sick of looking at it in these uh, red little spider veins. What can I do about it? And he goes, oh, yeah, they can treat that now with laser. Uh, and I was like, yeah, I've, I've seen watched videos on YouTube. And he goes, let me give you a referral to a dermatologist or whatever. So I did. So I went this week. I believe it was on Tuesday. And uh, I went in and the guy goes, he was like, Hey, and uh, what seems to be the problem? And I go, it's right here in my face, you know, these veins or whatever. And he goes, you know, I've had the same problem. Do you see any on my face right now? And I was like, uh, no, which is a little awkward to, you know, hey, look at my face. You see any problem with it? I'm like, no, not at all. And he goes, I had the laser treatment. And he's like, that's what I recommend for you. So uh, I think it'd be great. And he goes, sometimes you need more than one treatment. It doesn't do the whole thing right at once. Sometimes, you know, one treatment is all you need, but maybe two or three times. He said, after they did my face, uh, I went home and I was like, this isn't good enough. Like it still doesn't look great. And he said, literally a week later, it was gone. It just takes some time for your face to heal. So he was like, uh, I'm going to recommend that you, uh, go to this lady here at the clinic and uh, we'll schedule a, you an appointment. And I was like, okay. So I went up to the thing. You know, I'm all by myself. Sometimes I don't, you know, when I I don't hear the right thing or something. Uh, I was like, I'm supposed to get a consultation from Claire or whatever. And she goes like, oh, okay. We'll just walk next door. And I went to the lady. And she goes, how does uh, this Friday, 1230? I was like, yeah, yeah, that's fine. I can do that. And she was like, all right, we'll see you on Friday. So I was like, Heather, I'm getting a consultation on Friday for the laser treatment. She's like, oh, that's great. So I go there uh, today and I'm waiting there. And the lady goes, are you all ready? And I'm like, sure. And she goes, okay, just lay down here. This won't take more than 15 minutes. And I was like, wait, are we doing it? <laughs> and she's like, uh, yeah, yeah. The consultation a, was, you're going to do it on Friday. <laughs> We're going to do it. And she said, it may sting a bit. And I was like, oh, I don't care. And I was like, I'm ready. I don't care how much it hurts. I want this to happen. Uh, And it's weird. Like they lay you down and they put this gauze over your eyes and then put like goggles on. Like, so nothing gets in your eyes because it is a laser. 
And then the, uh, she rubbed this really cold gel on my face and she gave me this hose, the blowing cold air, like an AC, you know, like, and she goes, hold that up to your face as I'm doing it. It'll keep your face cool. And I was like, oh, okay. And it felt really nice anyway. You know, it's like just a, and so she start, started, started one of these for me to carry around. <laughs> she started doing it on this side. Yeah. I was like, I need this at home. Just, oh yeah. So it was going like that. That's what it sounded like. Uh-huh. And it sounded like somebody with, it sounded like, it felt like somebody with a needle, like jab, 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 like jabbing me. And I was just like, it's cool. No, no big deal. I can, I, I can deal with Remember this. That. And I'd say it hurted, it hurt the worst. Did I just say hurted? Hurted. It hurt the worst when it was all clustered together, like, like moving it around in the same spot, like in yeah. really tiny. I was just like, I'm good. Doesn't bother me none. She's like, all right, all done with that side. Now I'll turn your, and I was like, oh, there's another side. <laughs> <laughs> and it was, it's way worse on the left side of my face. And that uh, took a little bit longer, but I was just like, mm. <laughs> I was just like, Jason, you're fine. Don't worry about yeah, it. Cause it, noise before when they're taking tattoo removal. All, you yeah. Know, and I wondered that. I was noise. like, I wonder if this is what a tattoo feels like. Cause it's just like, well, I've heard, seen that, or seen and heard them doing using that laser to evaporate mm-hmm. the ink from. Yeah, so and I know I, that sound you're talking about. And I clicking. just was telling myself, I was like, I don't care. This is worth it. I could deal with all of this pain. I don't. Uh, and it wasn't even that bad. It was kind of like an irritating pain. Do you know what I mean? Just like yeah. kind of just like because it's in the same spot over and over again. And when she every time she stops, she has to massage my face because she said that sometimes skin. Uh, Sometimes it feels like it's being attacked and it'll be, it'll turn real red and swell up. Other times your skin takes it well and it just, the vein goes away and everything's fine or whatever. She said, it just depends on how you handle it. And afterwards, my face stung. It did sting. It didn't look visually like uh, Red red and swollen, but it just stung for a while. And, you know, she put like the sunscreen like all over my face, just like caked it on and, uh, she was like, stay out of the sun for Here's a, a week. Big sun bonnet for you. Big. Yeah, and they gave me all these samples <laughs> of, uh, they took before and after photos, and I was like, this does look way better. And you uh, still have a couple, a week to heal, so it could. Yeah, I have an appointment in the uh, second week of August where I go in and she looks, and then we decide if I need another treatment. And uh, it was crazy, and I had no idea how much it was going to cost either. She could have said, and that'll be $3,000 or something like that. I had no idea, but she said this, uh, it's one seventy five for your, uh, for a treatment per treatment. And I was like, Oh, okay. Sounds great. You know? Uh, and I'm just like, I couldn't believe how quickly it happened. I went from just watching a video on YouTube. Like I want to get this done to Like all of a sudden I'm getting it done. <laughs> and I couldn't believe how easy it was. And, uh, I, I was a little self-conscious when I had to go to the store because it was so bright out. It's like, I need like a big floppy hat, you know, to cover my face or whatever. But my face doesn't hurt right now or anything. And I don't know if you can uh, tell I, if it looks red or anything. Mm-mm. But the... the I didn't notice the lines or I can't see the lines like it, I had. It had like been very prominent right here. And you could I could tell when she was doing that part. I was like, yeah, that's the real troubled area she's at right now. Ah! And it's like... <laughs> 
<laughs> it's like, son of a bitch. And I'm like, but if this is, and she goes, a lot of men do not wear sunscreen. They think it's like makeup or something like I don't wear makeup. I'm a man. And I was like, well, it's not so much that it's just that, you know, I'll wear sunscreen if we go to a pool or something. She goes, you need to wear sunscreen every day. And I was like, okay. And she gave me all these different samples and she goes, uh, she was like, start wearing sunscreen for the next couple of weeks. We're going to find the right brand for you. And you just use it for the rest of your life. And I was like, okay, thank you. <laughs> so we'll do that. Yeah. Hopefully like tomorrow morning, you know, I hope I don't wake up. I'm just like, oh, it's so itchy or something like that. Nothing scabs over or anything. <laughs> yeah. And you know what's funny is she showed me a tablet. She goes, here's your before and after pictures. And I saw a bunch of snapshots of other people. Just like a quick glimpse. And I was just like, I was just like, whoa, whoa. I could tell just for like a moment that like whatever whatever problems I have, there's always someone else that has a problem too. And it may be way worse, you know, but it's like because it's my face, it's like very like it's shocking you know like it's kind of like have you ever seen that show dr blemish popper pimple popper dr pimple popper heather will watch a show and I, I cannot watch I it, it last i have weak <laughs> weak constitution okay i cannot watch it some but i can he- some i can't heather likes it she likes seeing stuff get squished out of things and stuff and I, i'm not and uh it's kind of like that, like whatever problem, like somebody deals with a mole on their nose or whatever that bothers them their whole life. For every person like that, there's someone who has a gigantic thing on their head the size of a softball, and he's going to work every day and dealing with that. So it's, you know, every grass like is greener my, my on the other on side. Right? So you, hmm? My lump on my arm here. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Everybody's got something like That's that. Right. Baby's got a lump on her chest. So I got the my Yeah, my my tumor on my shoulder that will are you gonna go to her <laughs> no everybody's got weird stuff like that don't they you know it seems like but you know i had last time i got sunburn i got really effing bad sunburned like on my face and that's when like it got worse like you're and uh the dermatologist i saw before i went to the lady he was like uh, this will get worse as you age he said a lot of older people, he and said so they have... before they could treat it yeah, like this he, with the laser stuff? Yeah, he said this is miraculous, what this technology we're dealing with. And he said, uh, when I got it done, I have a spider vein on my nose. And I said, no, I'm good. And he said, I should have totally gotten it done because now I have to go back. And uh, he said that uh, it's best to do it all then. And I was like, oh, okay. And I wondered what he meant by that, but I... When I was having it done, I started imagining what if she zapped my nose and I was like, no, that's going to effing hurt. Maybe that's what it was like. Oh, do you want me to get this one in your nose? No, I'm good. I can't do this anymore or something like that. I could just imagine how much that would hurt, like up in your nostrils or something. I mean, I'm willing to have it done, but I'll have it done a different day or something. It's like, this is too much pain for one day. I'm going to come back later, you know, or something like that. Let me gear up for that one. I know what this feels like. So that I had a laser treatment on my face, Stephen. How cool is that? Nice. Uh, and uh, maybe I'll go back again. You never know. <coughs> yeah, that's what it sounded like. 
Like I said, hopefully it's uh, taken care of with this one treatment. You know, if not, it might be just like little spot, nothing yeah. crazy. But I've always, you know, I've always like looking at my mug in the mirror, like, oh, this guy. Hopefully, there's something that uh, this, so you know, I could tell other people. It's funny. I've seen a lady who works at a drive-through has you know facial veins or whatever. Like next time I see her and I'm getting a hamburger, say, oh, you know what? Uh, I know who could take care of that for you. But you don't want to be that invasive into somebody. Yeah, like, it's like, no, 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 don't be embarrassed. Uh, I got, I'm here to help. I had that too. Mine's, mine's all fixed now. Yeah. And it's funny, like when was I'm in it, public. Was it, and, is your rosacea, I know you said you had that, you would always turn bright red. Was that part, I mean, do you think that's part of it? Because you had like shower, shower shallower veins on your face that maybe maybe or, or did they did they even say anything about that uh no they just basically sun damage is oh, okay. what she uh what she kind of blamed it on okay is like uh wearing sunscreen and stuff like that and i said yeah i've had some pretty bad sunburns over the last couple of years like whenever we go to the, like the hey we're gonna go to the water park or whatever I'm, i cake on the sunscreen but i always come home for your face like a lobster or- I need a big floppy hat. <laughs> it's just, it's just what I need, you know. I didn't. I used to tan when I was younger, but now I just burn, man. It's just like I'm like a vampire or something, you know. You're not out in it daily like we were when we were kids. Yeah. Now, Stephen, sometimes I see a weird video, and I just decided to share this. I saw this on TMZ. I wanted to play this video for everybody. The audio. Who's this man screaming inside a New York Bagel Boss store? (laughs) A shocking video shows a customer at a New York Bagel store losing it because he says women reject him over his height. The man identified as Chris Morgan lives on Long Island. Why is it okay for women to say, oh, you're five feet on dating sites? You should be dead. That's okay. He screamed during the incident. When pointed out that no one in the store had said that to him, he replied, women in general have said that on dating sites. Okay. All right, Stephen, you want to see this? Sure. Let me start it from the beginning uh, because I made an audio clip, but I figured you would want to see it. The same smirk with the biting lip. A customer just loses it because he says women reject him over his size. Why is it okay for women to say, oh, you're five feet on dating sites? You should be dead. That's okay. Who said that to you here? Nobody. Women in general have said it on dating sites. You think I'm making up? Now watch what happens when another customer tells him to calm down. Dude, you want to step outside? You want to step outside? Huh? I'm not standing, pal. Then somebody else tells him to cool it. Stay in the tack, you big. Back on his feet, he aims his anger at the female staff working the counter. He is a pretty short guy. <laughs> Just look at this customer's bemused reaction. The crazy video took place here at Bagel Boss in Kingston, Long Island. He was degrading us as women. That's not right. The video exploded on social media with 21 million views on Twitter alone. Shut your mouth. So who's the guy who sure seems to have issues about his height? We've learned his name is Chris Morgan, and here he is. He spoke to Inside Edition producer Allison Hall. Do you think that 
a bagel shop hey, is really guy. the place to take out all of this anger with all of these strangers, Why public, not? innocent people Why around. Not? Hey, Why little not? fella. What do you mean take it out? And You're acting like I committed mass shooting or something. That guy, twice my size, that women love, the bullies, attacked me. He was quickly done talking. You know what? I, I don't really, no offense, I don't really like you that much, so this interview's over. <laughs> it turns out he's posted videos of other nasty confrontations about his height on his YouTube channel. Here he a is at a convenience store. Here. I come in here to get a coffee, and this jackass right here asks me, what is my height? In a bar. <laughs> in his neighborhood. Are you threatening to punch a guy that's half your size? Now comes the most epic battle of all. In the bagel store. You want to step outside? You want to step outside? Wow, this guy. Uh, angry. I mean, aren't there like dating sites for women who prefer short men? There's got to oh, be, sure. right? They have stuff for everything, right? Yeah. You know, there's women who like large men. There's got to be a woman out there who's like, I like tiny guys. You know, yeah. there's got to be something like that. Or he could go to the. But it might not be. It might be more his attitude at this point. He's got a pretty bad attitude. <laughs> <laughs> his attitude could be better. He's yeah. he's got issues. <laughs> <laughs> I am sick of your attitude. Uh, but I saw that and I was like, I love this guy. He's great. He's fantastic. He's uh, he's angry. It's like somebody, you know, my sister would date or something. <laughs> my younger sister. But uh, bagel guy, I'm uh, I hope you find the love of your life. OK, you want to step outside? You want to step outside? No, I do huh? not. I just love that that a guy finally like just tackles him on the ground. He's like, I've had enough of your. Sh-. But you've and- always felt kind of the opposite because you're tall, don't you? I mean, mm-hmm. you were, you've thought that you're. I mean, because you've been always much taller than me. Yeah, I don't know what it feels like to be him. Certainly, and when the woman, the reporter, was interviewing him, it looked like she was interviewing a child, didn't it? Yeah. She looked gigantic, and he's like, you know what? I don't like you. <laughs> <laughs> you think I'm making that shit up? Yeah. Dude. So has your height ever bothered you being tall like that? You know um, what I'm saying? Just the opposite of him. It's like, has it affected you? The only time, not, not similarly, but... The only I time mean, I it, uh, it bothered me is when I shot up when I was younger and I was all kind of clumsy and yeah, gangly, yeah, yeah. you know? I was like, I was, many people called me beanpole. But did that, <laughs> that had an effect on you. Yeah, I mean, I'd prefer to be tall, I guess. People <laughs> people ask you to reach stuff on shelves all the time, you know. But, I've, like, if, if you were flying, it'd be miserable. Yeah. I'm up on the... Uh, whenever I'm at a grocery store, it happens regularly. When, up, sir, can you help me get something off the top shelf? And I'm like, sure, I'll do that. And so here you go, little fella. I love him on the head. <laughs> here you go, little guy. You should be dead. Oh, my God. Now, Stephen, I, I want to... Let's go ahead and uh, talk about Spider-Man, and then we're going to play some voicemail. Let's talk about Spider-Man. What is the movie called? Spider-Man Far From Home. I was going to say A Long Way From Home. Into the Spider-Verse. That's not it. Spider-Man Homecoming. Which Spider-Man is this? (laughs) Far From Home. Far From Home. Because they're far from home. Uh, I I think Tom Holland is so great in this role. I love him in the role. And what's funny is um, I don't want to be spoilerish or anything. I just I enjoyed the film very much. I don't want to spoil it for anybody who hasn't seen it. 
it's most of the film is in Europe. And it's not in New York. We're used to seeing Spider-Man swing around New York. Yeah. And I thought it was pretty funny. You know, he's swinging in this foreign area and there's like, uh, he's very out of his element. Swinging through Italy. Oh, and also uh, because of Endgame, it shows that people who got snapped away, who are now back, it kind of complicated things. And I love how they're trying to explain this. I kind of need to see the explanation again, but... Uh, I love when they showed that people like basketball players like dis disappeared or was it a marching band disappeared? Well, kind of. Yeah. yeah. When the snap happened, the people just faded away. And then whenever when, they appeared, they appeared in the place they disappeared. I'm guessing. Yeah. They snap back and it's like a basketball game going on. All of a sudden they're, everyone's running into each other. That was pretty funny. And uh, I saw, I've seen some people talk, talk about what about people who are on airplanes? Do they just zap back in the air? But I'm thinking, no, they appear on the airplane that they left. But they're sitting in somebody's lap. Yeah. I, yeah. Something like that. <laughs> uh, but it's funny because now they have to deal with, uh, they said, we thought it would have been fair. We'd already completed half the school year, but they're making a start over again from the beginning. And that wasn't fair at all. Uh, but the whole bit is that Peter really likes MJ and he wants to uh, kind of hang out with her on vacation. But, you know, with Spider-Man, he's got a lot of responsibilities. He's got a lot of, uh, you know, the life of a superhero is you're always busy. And, uh, it, you know, all Spider-Man stories, he gets maybe a little bit what he wants, but he doesn't really get what he wants, does he? He's right. always got, like, the weight of the world on his shoulders. I was even thinking about Spider-Man 2, like when Spider-Man loses his powers because he's so stressed out. And... uh that's the story of Spider-Man. And it's funny because, you know, I've talked about it many times how Emma loves Spider-Man. And by the end of the movie, the uh, little tag at the end that revealed, uh, which I thought was great. But Emma was just like, oh, why can't he get a break? <laughs> and I was like, what do you mean? She was like, well, finally, I thought it was gonna, everything was going to be happy for Peter. And then that happens. It just makes me so mad. And I was like, well, Emma, that's how Spider-Man is. You know, he'll, he'll get through this. She was like, it just makes me really mad. <laughs> it's like, cause she really wants Peter to, it's kind of like the, she was very upset with, yeah, we're kind of talking about, it's kind of like infinity as, war. She wanted Peter to be able to go hang out with MJ and all of the like other action stuff. It's kind of like, Oh, is he ever going to get a chance to hang out with her and stuff? You know, it's like frustrating her. And I was like, well, that's kind of like, that's what Spider-Man is. You know, he's got responsibilities and stuff. And I thought the stuff with Mysterio was great. I thought that was fun. Jake Gyllenhaal was so much fun. And I got to say, I thought the score was great by uh, Michael Giacchino. And uh, the movie's pretty funny. Uh, did uh, you saw Melissa and her boys? Did they like the movie? Yes, they enjoyed everybody it. dug it. Mm -hmm. I thought it was good times, but again, Stephen, people were getting up and leaving right as the movie was over. It's just like, how do you not know by now <laughs> that a Marvel movie you don't get up and leave? Right. What? What's going on? Are they just stupid? Do they not care? Maybe it's people who've seen it already. Like this is my fifth time seeing it. And I'm not going to wait. Never I can understand that. I mean, the movie did come out on a Tuesday, and we were seeing it on Friday. Right. Maybe that's what it was. But I do. I have one complaint, Stephen. Uh, the Twizzlers I bought were stale and gross. 
and mine were fine. And yours were fine. It, it was funny because I opened the Twizzlers. I was just, and I was about to eat one, and Emma goes, oh, "I hate the smell of Twizzlers." And I was just like, "Oh, uh, should I leave?" I don't. <laughs> one thing I did notice they uh, remember how I talked about being stressed out because they leave the lights on during, during the, the trailers. Yes, they did not do that. So for whatever reason. They did not leave the lights on until the, I mean, the lights were out. So I wasn't stressed out, but it was funny before we went to the movies, I told Emma, I go, I promise not to get stressed out. I'm used to it. I don't care about trailers anymore. I'll just not have a good time. I'm good. I just noticed the lady next to Heather was on her phone through the whole trailer. She, yeah. The lady next to Heather had her phone looking through it up until the movie began. Like every trailer, she was looking at her phone, you know. Well, I was, I went to go see Endgame again. Mm-hmm. And the two people next to me were on their phone every five minutes for the first hour plus of the film. Jesus! So they'd seen it before, obviously, and they were like seeing it again for whatever reason. I guess so. But it's like if you're not into the movie, then don't <laughs> yep. be here. I was like, don't why? Really why are you here? You know. One day I'm going to ask. I was like, do you? What, what is the deal? Do you think it's people who sit at home and they're watching TV and then they're on Twitter or something? They're just like used to it. Like, well, I'm there, half there was a storm that came through, mm-hmm. and it knocked out the power in the theater for 15 minutes, Yikes. 20 minutes. What part of the movie? Uh, was it in the middle of the movie? Trailers? When uh, Robert Downey came back, uh, was coming with the time travel information. Oh, okay. Aren't you glad you'd already seen the movie? But still, it's annoying as hell, isn't it? Yeah, it's like it went completely dark. You're just like, what? How bad is the weather out there? <laughs> you think I'm making that shit up? And so we, when the lights came on, then we looked, saw the, you know, got on the weather app or whatever. You know, it's uh-huh. like, okay, all the lights are on. I don't mind looking at my phone, but. <clears throat> I did look. There's a so reveal. came outside afterwards, and it's like <laughs> barely a sprinkle on the cars. It's mm-hmm. like, I don't know what it was that caused this, but. At the end teaser, Stephen, they reveal an actor that was really awesome who plays a part in Spider-Man mythos. And uh, how cool was that, seeing that? Nice. Should I spoil that? Or no? Mm, too soon? I don't want to ruin it. Because that feeling of surprise I got in the movie, I don't want to ruin it for somebody else. You'll know in a couple of weeks, you know. <laughs> <laughs> um. But we did get free passes to the next to another movie. They, oh, that's good. They came through at the end, you know, and passed out passes. Nice. So, Stephen, on a scale, no, I'm just kidding. But I did go see that. another movie. What's that? Godzilla. Godzilla. How was Godzilla? It was good. It was a fun movie. Cool. I never uh, got around to it. Heather wanted to see it, but. Uh, Vera Farmiga and Kyle Chandler, very good. Uh, was Baby Godzilla in it, Stephen? Yeah, I don't remember that. <laughs> I forget his name. Like no. The- Was there a roar that long in the movie? Yes. How was the action, like the them fighting each other, all the creatures, pretty badass? Yeah, I enjoyed it. Yeah, a lot. Did the model cars and stuff look pretty fake in the <laughs> town, in the cities and stuff? 
I love the miniatures in those movies, though. Yeah. No, I usually not too bad. They were. I think that's why they're really good. Nowadays. Kids are fascinated with Godzilla. They love miniatures. That's got to be what it is, right? <laughs> like, oh, look at the mini little town. It's so cute. Let's see it get destroyed. How was Coach Taylor in the? In I, the I did like him. He well, he's always he does always does a great job. Fantastic actor. Good stuff. Yes. And then Vera Farmiga, Norma, Miss Bates. What'd you say? You want a smoothie? Did he have a smoothie in Godzilla? I don't believe so. How was uh, Millie Bobby Brown in it? She was very good as well. Does yeah. she play his daughter? Yes. Okay, cool. So, so is it if you extreme? want to say the setup is they get divorced because Godzilla... It's Kind Split of preemptively up their family? Before, huh? Godzilla cheated. Um, he's a homewrecker. Is that what's going on? Uh, the Vera Farmiga when he attacked San Francisco. Whatever happened there, their son died, and they mm. they couldn't stay together. Probably. They just so they they, they divorced. Toward the family so, apart. So that was. Do they get back together by the end, Stephen? I can't tell you that. That's a come spoiler, Stephen. Come on. They get back together, don't they? Can I say no? <laughs> Spoilers detected. Proceed with caution. Oh, Listen no. at I your own Yes. <laughs> you have to figure it out or see the movie. I won't spoil it. You know what's funny is, uh, I remember after Spider-Man, you said, hey, where was Stan Lee? And I know what I knew what you meant. Yeah, 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 you yeah. know Sp- Stanley is no longer with right, us, right, but right. you thought maybe I didn't see the nod to him in it. Yeah, like in maybe any, anyway, a picture hanging on a wall, right. something like that. Yes, yeah. and I saw like I know uh, they said they had filmed a bunch of his stuff for several movies, mm-hmm. and I didn't know if this was one of them where they had already captured him in it. <laughs> well, I saw a funny tweet. It's like I follow this. Uh, this Twitter of uh, clickbait, movie clickbait. Yeah. And uh, they like to post an article that's clickbait, and then they just tell you the point of it so you don't have to look at it. And it was, where was the Stan Lee cameo in Spider-Man? And they just wrote, he's dead, Jim. And I thought that was hilarious. It's like, uh, he's dead. <laughs> you know, like, they can't film anymore. But, like, the, the Marvel series on Netflix, like they would he, put in Stan Lee nods. They would, like, in the police station, there would be a cop, you know, hanging on the wall. And it's Stan Lee. to look like him. Mm-hmm. You know? To, yeah, they don't need... All they need is a picture, a nod like that. Yes. Uh, but they did the best ever is, uh, for Captain Marvel, the intro, Thank yes. You, Stan. That was, like, the best thing ever. Yeah. And then him reading Mallrats. And then they couldn't, they couldn't do that again. I, they could have, but I mean... They can do it before every film, but I... But, yeah, I don't want to say you would get tired of it, but maybe, you know, you do the, the Marvel intro and then you just do a flash of Stan Lee. At the, you know, it doesn't have to be a whole montage of Stan Lee. I gotta say my favorite Stan Lee cameo was in the Spider-Man game on PS4 when he shows up and it was after he passed away. And I was just like... Oh, Stan. It like, <laughs> really affected me. Take the cane and do a jig. Yes, we will. He's doing a jig up in heaven, Stephen. Now, what do you say we play some voicemail? Sure. Uh, did we talk enough about Spider-Man? Was that good? Was that sufficient? Well, sufficient? I mean, we too much away. It's like, I don't want to like... spoil it. Um, I love the stuff with 
This is in the trailer, so it's okay. The morning of Tony Stark, I thought was great. If you haven't seen Endgame, you're wondering why mourning him, and I'm just like, I I don't know what to do. If you haven't heard it by now, but yeah, what do I I do if I? How do you not spoil shit? (laughs) Now I I hello, hello, hello. No spoilers, please. The his little his 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 uh, buddy in this movie. Uh, Is that a spoiler? Do you give Ned? anything away with that, with Ned? No, no, no. Go ahead. Spoil that... away. <laughs> About Ned? That, yeah, that they're pl- he's he's planning this big bachelor's week, you know. Oh, yeah, that was week, great. And, you know, he's like, oh, no, no, you, you can't go, you can't do anything with MJ. You know, we're we're men about town and stuff, mm-hmm. you know. And I thought all and, of the class, like uh, J.B. Smoove and oh, uh, yeah. Martin Starr, they were hilarious, the teachers. And I love, you know, there's a little bit of turbulence and Ned grabs Betty's hand yeah. and she just looks at him. And at first I thought she was going to say, gross, don't touch me. But yeah. next thing you know, is like, when they land, they're a couple. <laughs> yeah. We're boyfriend and girlfriend now. And he's just like, what? <laughs> when did that happen? He's like, I thought we we're going to be bachelors. It's like, Peter, love, you can't, it's unpredictable. <laughs> what do you know? That was great stuff. So yeah, them doing all the little coupley things on the road was hilarious, you know? Yeah, uh, here's a nod to a previous show, Stephen. Can you hand me that butter knife over there? Can you? Oh, thank you. you. (laughs) All right. It's like, why is that drop taking so long? It was a little out of reach. Sorry. Uh, Hand me that letter opener, Stephen. Here you go. Yeah, I need to speed that drop up, don't I? A little bit of delay there. Cut a little sound off the front of that. I'm trying to think what was... There was something I was watching that had... I was like, ooh, that's good knife sound. I think it might be in Stranger Things. Uh, one of the characters picks up a knife, and I was like, that's good knife. They just, it was like, Sing! like that. And I was like, sounds good. All right, Steven, let's check out some voicemail. And now it's time to hear some voicemail. All right. Very dramatic. Here's our first voicemail. I believe, if I'm right, this is an Adam. An Adam. An Adam. Yeah, one of the Adams. Let's check it out. Up an Adam. Yeah. I mean, they don't label the voicemails Adam, whoever. Adam Sexton, Adam from the Bay Area, Adam from Kansas, or Adam from uh, Cucamonga, California. Adam from the moon. Albuquerque. Uh, from the moon, you said? Sure. Oh, okay. This is Adam from the moon, guys. Entertainment landfill? It's Adam from the Bay Area. How are you boys doing, anywho? Well, I'm really excited to be entertained by the landfill full of pop culture, news, video games, TV, and movies. I can't wait. I know it's been a long time since I've sent in a voicemail. It's like with all this instant access to the to the host with the most, Jason, and to be able to hit up PCZ anytime, I usually just text them direct and let them know how wonderful uh, they're doing on the show. But I wanted to call in because I'm hoping to hear some drops soon. I want to hear a lot of drop nim, drop goldie goodness. And uh, also, I'm just kind of reeling off of the... Uh, season three of Stranger Things. I don't know if anybody out there has seen it, um, 
Well, that's a stupid way of saying that. What I meant to say was I'm not sure if all of us have seen it or all of you have seen it, but um, it was really, really good. I enjoyed the season a lot. And I just, I don't know if it's the nostalgia, you know, I think that does play a huge part. Anytime you kind of pick up on a, a thing from, uh, from a movie where, uh, you recognize it from your youth, you know, like, um, I know when Hopper puts the, I'm not trying to give any spoilers, but when Hopper holds a gun up to the back of someone's head and they say, you won't kill me, you're, you're a policeman, you have rules or something like that. Total diehard reference. And I was eating it up spoiler. and I loved it. But <laughs> I gotta say something. It's not very often anymore that fictional works can make me feel something. And, oh, uh, you know, I, maybe it's because I'm too grown up now. Maybe it's because I'm jaded I cry by life. Regularly I don't know what it is. Watching things. But um, towards the end of this, uh, of this season, there's a couple of scenes where um, I kind of felt like a young kid again, like a, like a high schooler or a junior high student. Just that... Um, yeah. Nostalgic, overwhelming Adam's got his feelings. Keeper. You know, when you're that age, everything you feel is just so raw and it's so new and it's fresh. And um, I got glimpses of it, even like a little feeling in my tum tum, in my tummy, my little tummy. <laughs> I even got fe- like a-, a sensation there that reminded me of being young and uh, some good feelings and some bad feelings as the season's coming to an end. And I'm not, uh, I think that's not a, that's a non-spoiler. I think that anytime there's a television show like this, you can pretty much expect good and good. You can pretty much expect good and bad things. So I don't want to spoil too much, but I would really love to hear you guys. I don't know, man, maybe go one episode at a time or talk about one or two episodes at a time. I mean, probably uh, I, I really, I want you to get so in depth and I want to mind for Nim Nuggets as you guys talk about it. So I don't know what, uh, you, Jason, I don't know what you guys have planned for, uh, discussing the show, but, um, uh, we're doing it right now. Your You're thoughts doing on it. it. <laughs> and, um, and yeah, I'm just, I'm, I'm looking forward to hearing this, this up and coming show. And, uh, you know, I, I, I just really miss you guys and, uh, I can't, can't too. wait to hear what you guys have in store. So anyways, with all that being said, I'm going to go, I'm headed home from work, stuck in crazy traffic out here in the Bay area of California. Um, but yeah, do have a great show tonight and I hope to, uh, talk to you guys soon. All right. See you guys. Thank you, Adam. I have finished season three of stranger things. In fact, you know, I'm they halfway through July 4th, our independence day, Heather and I were like, what are we going to do for independence day? And I was like, well, stranger things season comes out. And she's like, let's just stay home and watch the whole season in one day. And I was like, <laughs> yeah, let's do it. <laughs> And uh, so we started maybe around 10 a.m. And we finished, you know, uh, we took a break. You know, we watched like the first four. And I was like, we got to eat something, you know. And so I got lunch. We all ate. And then I was like, all right, let's get back to it. And there's only eight episodes. And I think it was uh, after episode six, you know, it's setting up pretty. There's going to be pretty, you know, climactic final two episodes. I was like, let's eat dinner. And. We ate dinner and it was like, all right, let's get back to it. And we finished it off like it was an eight hour movie, you know, it was like a marathon. And uh, that's the way we've, I think season one, we watched over the weekend, like a Saturday and Sunday. And then like, uh, 
I, I believe I watched the first episode myself at first and I was like, oh, this is going to be good. I, this looks like a good show. And I told Heather, I was like, I stopped. We need to watch this together. And we did. And Emma was too young at the time. She didn't care. But now when we were watching this, she's like, what are you guys doing? I was like, we're watching season three of Stranger Things. She's like, I never watched it. I can't start now. Will you guys start from the beginning and watch it with me? And I was like, yeah, let's do that. And she's like, okay, we'll do that soon. And I was like, oh, not now or whatever. <laughs> so, because um, it's funny how much the kids have grown in yeah. the the time it's been. So, we watched all three seasons. By far, my favorite thing about Stranger Things is the characters. I love Steve and Dustin, and they introduced the new character. Mm-hmm. Uh, at Scoops Ahoy, yes, at the mall in the ice cream shop, love that. I was watching uh, Futurama this this morning, mm-hmm. or last night, whatever it was, and uh, a commercial came on for Scoops Ahoy. Oh, really? That's <laughs> yeah, they great. Did a little promo. <laughs> like, I love it. A new ice cream flavor. I do love the mall stuff. Looks fantastic. You know, we were children of the '80s. We know what '80s malls look like, and they had it all there. They have it all there, and uh, you said you're four episodes into it. Four episodes, yeah. I certainly, two and two. Yeah, I certainly to, don't to, want to spoil to, anything for you. Trying to spread it out a little bit. Yeah, yeah, that's great. I mean, Heather and I were just kind of nuts because you know Veronica Mars is coming out soon. We got to not have a backlog of shows. We got to like clear clear the table. You know, be yeah, ready. We're still trying to finish up Travelers as well, mm-hmm. season three. Heather and I, I are, it's, we're, it's can, it got canceled, Travelers. Yeah, I think there there's a last season, but then they're they're canceled. There's like one more season before there's just not going to be any. Oh, more so after next that. four there'll believe, be a season four. Or I thought how many season? Se- this is three right now. Okay, maybe this is the last one. <laughs> but uh, Heather's bad. Like if we're watching like a series that has like twenty two episodes, because that doesn't really happen that much anymore. Most shows are now eight to. 10 or 12 episodes it'll be like approaching 1 a.m and i'm like i gotta go to bed she's like no no no, one more one more and i'm like i can't do it heather she's like i'll watch it without you i go don't you dare don't you do it because tomorrow morning you're going to be sitting on the couch going i finished i watched all the episodes i'm like what are you doing just we're turning it off no and then we got to turn it off so i like when seasons are eight episodes do you like (laughs) Horror movies? Do I like much? horror movies? I mean, horror. I don't. Not, I mean, not really. Like what I today? Mean, like Annabelle with scary dolls no, no, and no, jump I scares? Just, or I just, I just saw. Uh, I didn't watch it, but I read a thing about it saying it's kind of a. It's a Netflix movie. It was underrated. Nobody know, kind of flew under the radar. Radar. What's uh, it called? It's called the Black Coat's Daughter with Emma Roberts. Hmm. So it's one of these, you know. Boarding school girls, or two of them are left over a, ho- a holiday, you know, the the week, the what do you call it, this, the winter break. Right. And, like... She's stuck at the school and One of them gets gone. stuck there, but, you know, they're like, well, I hear the nuns here, devil worshippers, you know, and, like, all sorts of craziness gets happening, and... and Kemper Venture knows the producer of that movie. Does he? Oh, nice. So, anyways, I heard. You know, like I said, it was. Did you watch it? Saying, no, not yet. I was telling Melissa about it, so I think we're gonna probably watch it. Nice. Heather does not watch horror movies with me anymore. I think Stranger Things is. Well, I mean, because I know we've gone and seen like Halloween and stuff. Yeah, and Heather's not like, gonna do that. Like, 
are like this alligator movie that's just come out. I'll talk about it in Rotten Tomatoes, but Crawl, like something like that. Like Emma wants to see that with me, but Heather does not, you yeah. know. Um, I won't see the Annabelle movies because they're all just jump scares, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And like I said, I was very disappointed by the new Halloween movie. My problem with a lot of modern day horror movies that come out in the theater, mm-hmm. they, they're just bad. They're not good. And you'll always see the ratings on them are really bad. And it's just cheap jump scares. Uh, something like crawl that looks like a lot of fun, but you never know. It could be crap. Uh, it's, it's like a, alligator jaws version you know yeah but this film you're talking about sounds nice and creepy you know and if it's got a nice word of mouth or something so it's not going to be your typical horror movie that's what they're saying it doesn't kind of follow the rules of that you know Mm -hmm. it's like it's not it's a unique story of its own very cool like okay now Adam was asking, like, "Hey, can we do episode by episode of Stranger Things?" Like, Adam, I would totally do that with you if you want to do one episode at a time. But I mean, I binged watched it in one day. <laughs> you know, so you'd have to watch it before doing a show. I'd have to rewatch because I can't remember it as individual episodes at all. Right, it's a story to you. It's a long ass story, and I'm sure there's stuff I'll forget. Uh but That's I, kind of I like whenever, the- they seem to introduce new characters each season, and I really enjoy the new characters they introduce, you know? You Dig like it. The, you like the swimming pool moms? Yeah, yeah. The part <laughs> he's talking about, have you seen that part where he said it was a reference to Die Hard? I don't recall. Uh, that uh, part I laughed out loud because it's way obvious what it's a reference to. You know, it's a line of dialogue from Die Hard. Um but I hate those articles you see. I haven't seen a lot of them for this season, but I, I it's kind just of like avoided it because I'm watching. Here's all it. the references you'll see in this yeah, season yeah. of Stranger Things. Let's show you so you don't have to figure them out yourself. It's like I don't need that. I think there's not a lot of blatant references. I mean, there's stuff that's obviously a nod, like oh, that's a nod, that's a nod. But it's not like hey, everybody, eh, 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 look at this. Do you know what this is a reference to? Uh, and that's fine. I. I guess I don't get off on references like I do maybe like the literary Stephen King type references when he references his own books. And certainly the when the Dark Tower came out and the studio was like, look at all these references. That ruined me for references forever. Yeah. And so did like uh, when uh, Ready Player yeah. One came out and Entertainment Weekly's like, hey, look at all the 80s references here on the wall here in Wade's uh, little hideout. It's like, stop it. I'll find it myself, you know. Yeah. So, you know, he was talking about what is it? Is it the nostalgia? And I'm like, certainly like being in the 80s, that's cool. I like it. But really this season, I kind of, besides the mall stuff, like seeing it there, um, we know the character so well now, you know? And I think that's cool. And stuff like that. But Adam, if you want to talk more about Stranger Things, start sending me a voicemail each episode about an episode and we'll talk about it. <laughs> <laughs> now we've got another voicemail, Stephen. I hope you don't mind. Would you like to is this Adam from the moon? This is another Adam. This is Adam from uh, the moon from Luna. Hello, entertainment landfill crew. This is Adam Sexton sending you a voicemail. Uh, I'm- this is Adam from the bass hall. He's like, uh, the giant, uh, what is like an opera house? Maybe. Yes. 
relieved to see that you and Stephen are recording an episode tonight. If I can join the live stream, if there's a live stream available, uh, I will definitely join in. If not, then I will look forward for the eventual uh, downloading of the podcast when it's released. Um, Adam's gonna it's been so long uh, since your last episode that I really can't think of anything to talk about. And as far as topics that you uh, discussed previously, I will just say I'll just make a half-hearted attempt to try to get Jason to record more stuff. Um, I don't care if it's Jason Drives. I don't care if it's Chuck Series Companion. You know what? Actually, I do care. We need to get the ball rolling again on that series. You're, Sorry, you're still in season three. A bunch of crazy crap's going to happen on that show, and we need, we need to have your takes recorded for posterity and stuff. Really, and I don't care if you... Uh, put out an episode in which you've mic yourself taking a piss like you did a long time ago oh on Nowhere in Mulberry. Just, just give us something and we will definitely support it. And uh, we'll tell you how great it is. At least I will. Um, like maybe some other people need to pitch in or something. But anyway, uh, with that out of the way, I wish you good luck with tonight's episode. Hopefully no technical snafus. Uh, but with that out of the way, let me list off some things that, I, that I've been consuming media-wise. I did see Toy Story 4 and Spider-Man Far From Home in the theaters recently. I enjoyed both of them. Uh, love Toy Story. That really needs to be the end of the series as far as I'm concerned. Uh, but it was beautifully done in every respect. Spider-Man Far From Home... Uh, is my favorite of the Tom Holland uh, Spider-Man movie so far. Uh, really creative uh, use of the villain, and as far as fleshing out life after you know the the the, the snap, and uh, love the little tie into uh, Captain Marvel, not the character herself, but the movie. And if you stayed until the post and credit scenes, you know what I'm talking about. But anyway, it was great. I'm looking forward to your uh, opinions on it. Um, we liked it. One thing that's on my mind as far as gaming is the announcement of the Nintendo Switch Lite. Uh, wanted to know what your thoughts on it. And I don't know if either one of you are planning to buy one. Jason, I know you bought one for your daughter, but apparently she's not wanting to part with it so maybe this is the one you need to buy for yourself I may get one this time and I like that it's cheaper it doesn't really bother me that you can't put it on a dock and play it on the TV but I just wanted to hear what you thought about that uh, something else that I've watched uh, I finally watched uh, the movie Cyborg with Jean-Claude Van Damme it's a early late 80s, <laughs> late 80s uh, Van Damme flick I thought it was really mediocre Probably best to watch with someone, maybe beers or junk food involved. But uh, but I finally crossed that off my bucket list. Uh, let's see what else. Uh, this weekend, I am planning to go see uh, Midsommar, the new horror film uh, by the guy who made Hereditary, and. Uh, I'll go see Avengers Endgame because apparently this is the version that has some bonus footage in it. And who knows, I'll probably go watch John Wick Chapter 3 again because it's just awesome. 
Uh, besides that, I'm still playing Red Dead Redemption 2. I'm in the early stages of Chapter 3. And uh, I'm trying to take my time with it, Jason, but sometimes I get tricked in choosing the mission that advances the plot, and I'm trying to stick more with side missions because my camp is still a little underdeveloped. But I'm still having fun with that, still playing Overwatch, still playing Gears of War uh, Horde um, mode. And uh, other than that, I can't think of anything. I'm trying to make this email short because of my first attempt was way too long for the file size. So with all that said, good luck on tonight's episode. Uh, looking forward to listening to when it's posted and passing the pinning podcast is still happening. Adam Howard and I are planning to record this weekend. Nice. And if there's no technical problems, I will post it on Monday. Uh, with that said, good luck tonight. And I'll check you later. Bye. Awesome, Adam. I'm looking forward to hearing you and Adam talk about stuff. Adam and oh, Adam. First, there was the collapse of civilization. <laughs> Anarchy. Genocide. Starvation. Then when it seemed things couldn't get any worse, we got the plague. The living death quickly closing its fist over the entire planet. And then we heard the rumors that the last scientists were working on a cure that would end the plague and restore the world. (laughs) The story. Why? Why? I like the death. I like the misery. I like this world! Okay, that's the opening of Cyborg, and that's before the movie begins, so you're just like, oh, this is going to be bad, (laughs) and it is, but it's a lot of fun. That's awesome that you watch that, Adam. As for the the Switch handheld version, I mean, the, the Nintendo Switch, you can have it on your TV, or you can take it off the dock, and you could take it on the go. This is on-the-go version only. It's a portable version only that never hooks up to the TV. It's $199. That's cool if you're always on the go, like you are, Steven. Um, Here's my problem. I desperately need reading glasses. When I look down at something, I can't see it anymore. I need to play it on the TV. So it's not really good for me. You know? Yeah, I don't really have time for it. Mm-hmm. Even you know, even out of town on the go, you know, it's like yeah. Some you know, we work I mean, late, if long you, hours. It's yeah, like, I would say like if you were always playing like your 3ds, it's like Steven, it's time to upgrade. You know, mm-hmm. get get the Nintendo Switch or whatever. But I think that's cool that they come out with a cheaper version because they've got a lot of great games on the the uh, Nintendo Switch. Emma has Mario Maker right now, where you can make your own levels, and that's real cool. Except for, it's so funny, she goes, Dad, I want you to play a level I made. And I literally could not walk, like, off the screen. I died 100 times. Like, she had, like, flames and spinning thing with flames. And I was like, why is this so hard? It doesn't have to be this hard. I suck at this anyway. She's like, no, no, this is funny. And so she's watching me, and it's like, doo doo you know, I just die, die, die. I get a little bit further and die. You know, it's just like over and over. I'm like, I can't play this anymore. This is driving me insane. Try to make it easier for me, please. <laughs> it's too hard. Did she play it and show you she could get through it? 
No, she didn't. I should have no. made her. You play your own level. Let me see this. Let's see how you fare. She's just like, ding, 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 ding. Goes all the way to the end. I'm like, oh my God. <laughs> Adam Sexton said, didn't realize I was recording in an echo chamber. Yeah, it sounded great, Adam. Very natural. It sounded fantastic. It sounded kind of like this. Hey, everybody. No, it was, we're in a void right now. Was it Credo that used to sound like he was in a... Uh, Mick McCart, yeah. <laughs> you would do the Captain Jolt. Or you would do the the Lost in Mulberries. and kind of sounded I like... I thought Credo was the one that always sounded like he was in an echo chamber. Maybe. Well, he did them with them. I don't okay. know. Okay. Uh, now we have one more voicemail, Stephen. Okay. You ready for this? Let's check sure. it out. One last voicemail, guys, and then we'll be moving on. Hey, what's going on, Entertainment Landfill? This is me, Freddie Forks, from the <laughs> Freddie Forks Show. I'm just calling in to talk to you guys. and It's been been quite some time. I, my podcast has been down. It's seen better days, but I'm rebuilding a new, a new site with Squarespace, and it sh- should nice. be up and running in the next couple of months. And uh, I'm just reeling from a, an awesome score. I was able to buy... Uh, a few Napoleonic figures on eBay, and uh, some of them have seen better days, but I'm going to send them to my friend Paul, who uh, does full restoration. He bead blasts each Napoleonic figure, and then he'll paint them with whatever color scheme or paint job that you want. Uh, go, go to Paul's website. It's uh, Paul Potts Restores, and it's P A U L P. O T T S R E S T O R E dot I'm writing this down NET dot org dot slash HTML backslash Uval the City backslash G L T H O L I N G backslash two three four five backslash March backslash P G E. So check him out. It's an amazing site, and I hope to have my site up uh, soon with a new podcast. We're going to be having some guests um, from 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 Tabletop Legends. Uh, you can you can look them up on Instagram and Twitter. So that's it, guys. That's all from me, Freddie Forks from the Freddie Forks Show. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Hey, it's nice to hear from Freddie Forks. It's been a while. Been a long time. Uh, I hope. Glad to see he's still collecting Napoleon figures. <laughs> I like the. He's going to use Squarespace for that <laughs> website. Every like for a while, like every podcast you listen to, sponsored by Squarespace. <laughs> you know, create your own website. That's awesome. He didn't repeat the URL. Yeah, he could have repeated it at least one more time, the URL. <laughs> yeah, it was funny because I was thinking back to that. It was in the um, the actual our Cloverfield episode where uh, Freddie Forks keeps leaving voicemails. And I changed the URL. Here's This is much easier. And then we go on forever. <laughs> so fantastic. Good old Freddie Forks. <laughs> Good times. All right. Well, here's what we're going to do. I think we're going to take a break real quick. And then when we come back, we're going to do some news and then we'll do some Rotten Tomatoes. But I cannot hold it any longer. So, guys, let's we're going to take a break and we'll be right back. So stay tuned. All right, everybody. 
You want to step outside? You want to step outside? Huh? Burger King presents a musical message to her. Come on now, Herbert. Don't be shy. You're gonna love plain barley when you give it a try. It's a number one. It's what's happening. Cause what plain barley does is lock the flavor in. So wherever you hide, come on, show me a face and take the plain brown burger. A plain brown burger. You're gonna love. You're gonna love it. Starburst fruit juice, a burst of refreshing fruit flavor for you. Tastes like mouth-watering orange, scrumptious strawberry too. Luscious lemon, tangy cherry, sunshine flavors all strawberry too. Right into a Starburst fruit juice, a burst of refreshing fruit flavor for you. Naturally and artificially flavored. You want to hear Chicago's hottest music? Catch all the hits on B96. You feel the power of love. We don't need another hero. Nobody plays more music than B96. WBBM FM. What's happening out there? He's winning. I see three of them out there. Get the one in the middle. Right. Get the one in the middle. Yeah. It's the Italian Stallion versus a Russian fighting machine when Sylvester Stallone returns as Rocky Balboa in Rocky IV. Rocky IV is one of four new movies we'll be reviewing this week on At the Movies, the movie review program. Saturday night at 5 here on Channel 9. Your holiday shopping, 8 a.m. this Friday and Saturday at Sears. You'll find fashions galore. Half price! For the whole family. Like these plaid flannel shirts for men. Half price! Just $6.49. For mom, classic crewnecks in a variety of colors. Half price! Only $6.99. For these little girls, we need the poop pin of four dresses. Half price! Only $14.99. Score savings like these and more this Friday and Saturday. This won't be your life. Starting 8 a.m. At Sears! Herb, no matter what you decide, you're still our little boy. Grow up, Herb. With the help of Herb's parents, Burger King now appeals to Herb, the one man who's never tasted a Burger King burger. Herb, this is how great burgers are made. Flame broiled, not fried. Aren't you hungry for Burger King? Of course you are. Herb, do what's good for you. Come to Burger King. There's a word for someone who doesn't do what's good for them. The word is Herb, mother. Mark never gave vampires much thought. Hello, tall, dark, and handsome. <laughs> Until he became one. Oh, wow, I love your outfits. I'm not wearing a costume. Now he's losing his girl. It's like you're not the Mark I thought I knew. You look like Jerry Lewis. His customers. Get out of here! And his mind. I don't want to be a vampire. I'm a day person. Nothing is sacred no! in a tasty comedy. I can't go on forever. I gotta go to college. Once bitten, ready PG-13. Now playing at a theater near you. Check local listings. The Lego system starts here, with the curiosity of a preschooler and the big blocks of a Duplo building set. And as imaginations grow, so does the Lego system, because most every block fits every other block from every Duplo and Lego set we ever made. From preschool on up, our toys play on and on. 
Lego and Duplo building sets, the toys you grow up with. I want my blog back. Tim Hirschner of Cincinnati loves his Honda Civic wagon because he can fill it up with everything he needs to fill up his hot air balloon and still have room for the balloon. The Civic Wagon. It's a lot bigger than it looks. Come on, don't hold a grudge. I didn't know that Alpo beef flavored dinner cost the same as those other dry dog foods. I didn't, I never even looked. I mean, who would have thought that Alpo, the one with more meat protein than 10 pounds of sirloin, cost the same as those others? Tell you what, you forgive me and I'll forget about what you did to my shoes, huh? Alpo beef flavored dinner, real meat protein at a really good price. Doug Masters, raised on an airbase, born to fly. Doug, it's your dad. He's been shot down. You know he ain't got a chance. Chappie Sinclair, the only man who can help Doug save his father's life. The Americans must die. The rescue the government can't risk, they will. They picked us up on radar. Too late for them now. Louis Gossett Jr., Jason Gitrick, Iron Eagle, rated PG-13. Starts Friday at a theater near you. Real cheese so dear to me Cooks up deliciously Baked in lasagna Perfect on pasta Melted atop my veal Primo on any meal Pizza, gnocchi and cannoli So good with real cheese Make your meal sing with real cheese is it really possible to suffer cold symptoms in space? You bet it is. It happened to me on Apollo 7, and it could happen on the new space shuttles, too. That's why all manned U.S. space flights carry Actifed. Even in space, Actifed believes a stuffy nose and sinuses, a runny nose and sneezing. But you don't have to travel into space to get full-strength Actifed. It's available without a prescription right here on Earth. Actifed, the cold tablet most recommended by doctors. Now in capsules and 12-hour capsules. Bill Cosby, Diana Ross, Eddie Murphy, Lionel Richie, Stevie Wonder, all scheduled to perform on stage in a spectacular entertainment tribute Monday. No matter how you dress up a burger deal, it's still just a burger and fries. Introducing the Grande Meal Deal from Taco Bell. It's a real meal. Two tantalizing entrees, a medium drink, and dessert. All for $2.89. Choose from three delicious combinations. After all, which would you rather have? A more exciting burger box or more exciting food? Grande Meal Deals, now at Taco Bell. Congratulations to the Bears from Channel 5, your exclusive Super Bowl station. This is the NBC Television Network. Jack Dundee Hello. married the boss's daughter. Ten years ago, I gave you a job so she wouldn't be married to a bum. He became a pillar of society. You're a low-life blackmailing squid. Oh, not even dignify that with a reply. But there was one mistake he could never live down. You dropped the ball. So now he's living it over. I am throwing down the gauntlet. Ow! What do I do now? Be cool. Be what? The Best of Times, rated PG-13. Starts Friday, January 31st at Select Theater. 
for? Anison. 23% more medicine than regular pain relievers. More medicine, no more headache. Anison. More medicine. Try it. Feel the difference between Denerex and regular head and shoulders. Denerex tingles. Tells me it's doing more. Both have dandruff medicine, but Denerex adds an extra anti-itch medicine and conditioner, too. Goodbye, head and shoulders. Hello, Denerex. Jim's dairy business is twice the size it used to be. Yeah, Jim's twice the size he used to be. He's got stores statewide. Had to get an IBM computer to tie them all together. IBM makes computers that know about the dairy business? IBM makes lots of different computers for any kind of business. And a lot of different software for marketing, building, that kind of stuff. The software helps the computer to help Jim run his dairy business. Jim needs all the help he can get. He needs software for inventory, sales forecasts. It can even tell him how much milk will be produced. Yeah, but is anyone telling the cows? One thing's for sure, his IBM computers and software made his job a lot easier. Sure did. Sure did. No big deal making his job easier. It's the cows that do all the work. cat's a big part of your life, so make Purina Cat Chow brand cat food part of his life. It's all the nutrition cats need to help them live healthier, happier lives. What's more, veterinarians recommend it most. Purina Cat Chow, part of a healthier, happier life. One of the nice things about McDonald's Chicken McNuggets, those hot, tasty pieces of boneless chicken, is that they're packaged in sizes for every appetite. Let me illustrate. Enter the six-pack. A logical lunch. McNuggets nine, a delight for dinner. And a pack of 20, hey, perfect for picnics and parties. Of course, these are mere suggestions. Your appetite will be the true guide. Earth, America, Indiana, Hawkins, a growing patriotic community and a shining example of the American dream. Today, Hawkins is taking another step into the future with the brand new Starcourt Mall. Families, friends, and of course, teenagers can come together to shop, hang out, dine, and enjoy with retail options for every member of the family, including The Gap, Walden Books, and Sam Goody. Starcourt Mall has it all. And don't forget, a state-of-the-art food court is just an escalator right away. Featuring America's favorite place to cool down. Scoops Ahoy Ice Cream Shop. Ahoy. 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 Starcourt Mall is one of the finest shopping facilities in America and beyond. So come on down. And remember, Starcourt Mall has it all. Missed you, Bill Duke. I'm gonna have me some fun. I'm gonna have me some fun.
Yes, indeed. Where is my penis? Hello, everyone. I'm sorry I said that word on the show to anyone who's listening. Hi, how's it going? We're back. We be back. And we're going to do some news. If you guys haven't noticed, we're uh, playing around with format. We're going to figure all this stuff out. And I'm going to do a show I'm excited about. I'm excited to listen to played over again. I don't want you guys to be excited about it, too. So we're going to do some news right here, guys. Woohoo! Yes, yes, yes. That was the short version of the news theme. Did you like this, Stephen? Yeah, very nice. Uh, Stephen, I don't know if you knew this, but Beverly Hills 90210 is returning. I do know that. You and I, Stephen and I, if you guys don't know this, we watched 90210, the original airing. Stephen would, like, compile it on videotape. We, on, uh... Friday nights or is, Saturday nights. Is this nights. revealing how sad we are? Or? Yes, it is. <laughs> Friday nights... We would hang out and like binge watch like four episodes of nine oh two and oh or something. Yes. You know. So or sometimes it would be like two nine oh two and O's, two Melrose places, something like that. Yeah. Because they came on back to back or whatever. And then we'd play video games and drink yeah. beers and go to <laughs> go get uh, Adam. Adam said we were dorks. Go get taquitos at Jack in the Box. What have you little dorks? <laughs> Yes, so <laughs> when I heard this, I was just like, what? Because they did a 90210 in the 2000s, and I watched it. It had a younger generation of kids, but yeah. like uh, like Kelly's niece went to high school, and like, you know, they did stuff the like that. The next generation, is it? Yeah. It may be skimpier than a beach bikini, but the newest teaser for Beverly Hills 90210's quasi-revival gives us a glimpse of what the series actually will be like. Remember when we used to make out to this song? Tori Spelling seems to ask former on-screen love interest Brian Austin Green at the top of the clip. Please don't let them mean the original series theme song, which is playing in the background. From, I don't know, they lost me there. From there, we're plunged into quick looks of the rest of the Peach Pit gang. They toast and tease each other. They make reference to old episodes. Are we mistaken, or in one shot, does Gabrielle Carteris appear to be exchanging an egg? And they gaze smolderingly both at the camera. Hi, Shannon Doherty, and each other. Hi, Jason Priestley and Jenny Garth. It's like, who, why, what? The series debuts on Wednesday, August 7th. Steven, we're going to be watching this, right? Yes. And features the original cast members mentioned above, as well as Ian Ziering. Is it Ian or Ian Ziering, Steven? Ian. (laughs) (laughs) Playing exaggerated versions of themselves. Though in the mini trailer, Carteris proclaims, I love when we're all together. Not every 902 and, oh, they have to drag us down here, Steven. Not every 90210 alum will be part of the series. Original cast member Luke Perry died after experiencing a stroke earlier this year. Yeah, thanks a lot. We knew that, okay? Well, let's watch the teaser, Stephen. Nothing 
remember when we used to make out to the song? Get out, out of the beach, girl. I love when we're all together. <laughs> 90210 returns August 7th on Fox. How bad is this going to be, Stephen? Very bad. But Nash's dead too, isn't it? <laughs> Very bad. Yeah, Joey Tata Joe is he Tata? no longer with us, Stephen? I think he passed. Oh, it is nice to hear that nine hundred two and zero theme all over again, isn't it? <laughs> it's a very that's, dramatic new nine hundred two schools where the shootings happen. <laughs> yeah, West Beverly has gone downhill. I don't know if you've heard this, Stephen. <laughs> Heather and I watched this episode yesterday of Conan. Watch how Conan, who hilariously handled it when Kumail Nanjani had to cancel his appearance at the last minute. This is pretty funny. So basically, Kumail Nanjani was going to be on Conan and. He gave, he had a 30 minutes notice, Conan, like, they were like, he's not showing up. He's not going to be here. And they're like, what do we do? And Conan was like, we used to have three guests per show. Now we only have one because the show's in a 30-minute format. So he was just kind of sitting on the stage going, hmm. He's like, maybe I'll interview you, sir. And the guy was sitting there and he was like, maybe not. You look like a pot dealer or something. <laughs> and Andy was like... Yeah, this guy's still dealing pot in L.A. It makes no sense. Like, you can just get a prescription or something. <laughs> but I just wanted to play this clip. I thought it was pretty funny. Usually this is the part of the show where I come on and say, man, we have an amazing program tonight. Yes. I'm going to be honest with you. I'm not sure what kind of program we have tonight. <laughs> no, I'm being completely honest with you. Yes, yes. We have a little bit of we an... Have news. We have a little bit of an unusual situation going on with our show. And that is that uh, tonight, uh, we are supposed to be having Kumail Nanjiani on the show. Yes. Okay? I just said his name. You just said his name. Andy just told you, stick around. Tonight, Conan has Kumail Nanjiani. Yes. Okay? He was lying. I was just doing my job, sir. Yeah. We don't have Kumail Nanjiani. Now, we did. The plan was to have Kumail Nanjiani on the show tonight, yeah. and we love him. I'm going to go out of my way and say we love that guy. He's a great You're guy. Funny. Yeah, yeah. Very funny man. <laughs> Good man. Good. But then, wow, you guys stop on a dime. <laughs> that was fantastic. <laughs> then, literally, half an hour ago, Half an hour ago, we get a call, and he's fine. Everything's fine. He's shooting Silicon Valley. Yeah. And there was some kind of snafu when they're in their shooting schedule. And he's got and to he, work. And he has work to do, and he didn't get released. He's in Marina Del Rey shooting a scene, and he can't get here. We found that out half an hour ago while I was having my nap that I have. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> I was having my pre-show your- nap. Andy was having his bath in heavy cream. That's right. (laughs) And they came in and they said, Kumail can't get here. Right. And I was thinking about it. We've been doing this over 25 years, this show. Okay? Thank you. (laughs) Thank you. Wow! You are just soulless zombies. He's going like with his hand to the top. 25 years! (laughs) You're not real people. 
anyway, uh, we've been doing this for 25 years, and I cannot think. We were trying to think of when has this happened before? Yeah. Has this ever happened before? And then we realized one time, one time, and I think it was in like 1996, maybe 15, 20 minutes before the show started, we got a call from our guest, and it was Liza Minnelli, and she said she couldn't make it. So Liza Minnelli canceled, and she's known, you know, she's a great artist. Right. But she's known for sometimes flaking out. It's troublesome, yeah. Troublesome. Yeah, yeah. Well, Andy said it. I didn't. <laughs> we're a show now that's changed our format, and we're now a show that has one guest tonight. <laughs> For the 25-year run of our show, when we were an hour, we would just take the second guest and move them up, and they'd be the first guest, and no one would really be the wiser. (laughs) But when you're a show that's based on just interviewing one guest, (laughs) and that guest doesn't show up, you're really screwed. Yeah, exactly. You know what's funny is he ended up bringing Sona out, his assistant, and he just interviewed her. <laughs> I thought that was pretty funny. But it is funny when you have a, like, you know, I complain about Mixler not working, but you do a show with a guest and he doesn't show up. What are you going to do? It's pretty funny. Oh, and another thing that he did, he goes, Kamel, you know, I, you were here to plug your your movie Stuber, but you guys know what else comes out today? The Lion King. Let's show a trailer of the Lion King. And they showed it. And he was like, that's for you, Kamal. If you would have been here, we would have showed Stuber. <laughs> it was pretty funny. Now, Stephen, here's another bit of news. I thought this was interesting. John Carpenter, who, you know, directed Halloween. Uh, they live. <laughs> <laughs> trying to go through the list of. And all sorts of other stuff. The is, thing. Yeah. Dark Star. Uh the Fog is writing a Joker comic for DC. What? The Clown Prince of Crime is having the time of his life this year. As if a new live-action origin movie starring Joaquin Phoenix wasn't enough for the Joker, the, the iconic bad guy is also celebrating DC Comics' Year of the Villain publishing initiative with a new one-shot comic written by none other than legendary director John Carpenter. Carpenter and co-writer of Anthony Birch, writer of video games like Borderlands 2, what? Have dipped their toes into comics before, previously collaborating on Boom Studios, Big Trouble in Little China, Old Jack miniseries. I think I remember just reading about that. Yeah. I never actually read it. But now they're making their DC debut with the greatest supervillain. Okay, let me ask you something. Is Anthony Birch writing most of this and John Carpenter has ideas? Probably. And they're like... Talking over the phone. Here's the story. Blah, blah, blah. Beginning to end. And then I'll write write it. Yeah. How much of this is John Carpenter really writing? Interesting. I don't know, (laughs) Steven. This time the Joker's determined to prove he's the greatest villain of them all. In a world gone bad, he's going to get a swagger back by outbatting everyone else. I'm excited beyond words to be writing for Gotham's greatest villain, Birch said. Mm, why aren't they talking to John Carpenter? <laughs> I hope the Joker's exploits make you laugh, shudder, and grow nauseous all at once. The Joker, Year of the Villains, is a 40-page one-shot featuring art by Philip Tan and Mark Deering. It will hit stores October 9th. Also... Five days after Phoenix's Joker movie, which I'm not sure about that, Stephen. 
the Joker movie. Yeah. I know we've kind of talked about it. It's like, do you care about his backstory? I mean... In a world without Batman, it's like the Venom movie? I don't know. I don't know. Now, Steven, uh, Rob Thomas, he's the guy who created Veronica Mars. And Veronica Mars is returning this month on Hulu. But he's also, for a long time, been working on a Lost Boys pilot for a TV show. Now, you guys know what a huge Lost Boys fan I am, right? Better know. How those maggots? Exactly. Mm. The CW nearly put a stake in the heart of Rob Thomas's Lost Boys television adaptation earlier this year, asking the Veronica Mars showrunner to go back to the drawing board and redo the pilot. Now, with a mostly new cast and scandals, Heather Mitchell serving as showrunner, Thomas says they're eyeing a 2020 premiere, hopefully. In a new interview with Entertainment Weekly, Thomas revealed that he and Mitchell are making progress on remaking the pilot for The Lost Boys. The project had been in the works since 2016 and only made headway in January 2019 when Mitchell brought the network a script that they agreed to turn into a pilot. Directed by Twilight's Catherine Hardwick. Oh, you've sold me. The CW ultimately <laughs> chose to pass on the pilot. Sparkly vampires. But not <laughs> Yeah. But not the series idea. Yeah, that's what they're like. Maybe we should lose this. Instead, the team were tasked with a, a reshoot, which isn't a common practice for a network, according to Thomas. We're so close. I mean, CW never remakes a pilot, and they're remaking this one because they believe in it. And we just have to get a couple more things right this time on it. Hopefully, it will be on the air next year. Hotter cast. We need hotter cast. Sparkly vampire. These people are not hot enough. Yeah, exactly. According to a previous deadline report, the CW is still interested in the script, but felt the pilot didn't quite come together. So some changes have been ordered, including recasting all but two roles. Wow. So the cast sucked. I don't know if you knew about this, but they had to do this for Game of Thrones. Apparently, the pilot episode of Game of Thrones was a friggin disaster like they were just like scrap it let's recast some roles let's do it over again i think i know what we should do right this time and they did and they fixed it so sometimes that happens inspired by the 1987 vampire horror comedy by joel schumacher this new version of the lost boys was first pitched as an anthology series spanning 70 years over the course of seven seasons Mm, don't like that idea um, the vampire protagonists would stay the same, but each season would take place in a different decade with unique location characters. Uh, what do you think? Bad idea? Yes, my stereo. It's unclear whether this new version will follow the same plan as the original or if bigger changes. I mean, I know you can't do the movie over and again if it's a continuing series, but you could do like what happens in the movie and then the next day and then they find out there are more vampires or something or more vampires come in when you kill all the other ones. And it turns out the vampires that you were trying to kill, the Kiefer Sutherland vampire wasn't so bad compared to these new ones. Frogs brothers have kids. Yeah. (laughs) This has been an odyssey for me with the lost boys. I've been trying to get lost boys. I was about to say, trying to get the Lost Boys to see the light of day, and that sounded embarrassingly punny, 
But I will rephrase the sentence. I've been trying to get the Lost Boys off the ground for the better part of four years. First as a movie, then as a pilot, and now as a pilot that Heather's written. We just shot the pilot that didn't work. We plan on shooting another one. I, why do they keep repeating, Stephen? They uh, this always happens. Oh God! It's like looking at a Yahoo uh, news story. Exactly. Don't repeat the same bit of information three times. Now, this Stephen I thought was very interesting. This is from AV Club. Some lunatics are performing face-off in iambic pentameter for New Yorkers this weekend. <laughs> I don't know why I thought this was interesting. Shakespeare is responsible for some of the finest drama in the history of Eng- the English language. Still, despite the breadth of his work, the Bard never did manage to write the most important story ever told. The tale of an FBI agent and a terrorist surgically trading faces and gunfighting with each other. Masterfully brought to screen in John Woo's face-off. Eager to bridge the gap between centuries of our most enduring narratives, this Sunday we'll see a group of visionaries blend Shakespeare and John Woo into a new form by performing the Nick Cage, John Travolta classic in the style of an English Renaissance play. What do you think of this, Stephen? Oh. <laughs> Dreamed up by... <laughs> I like you're just a sound. Uh... Uh. Dreamed up by Sebastian DiNatale and Zachary Delonzo, a field producer and writer on The Daily Show, respectively, this feat will mark the premiere edition of Cage in the Park. To inaugurate their cageified remix of a summer theater tradition, DiNatale and Delonzo have moved a tale originally set in the late 90s America to ancient Rome, rewritten its dialogue in iambic pentameter, and enlisted a live band to provide the score to the performance. There hasn't been a more appropriate time for this tale of duality. We're seeing two faces of America, and those faces are swapping, and then fighting each other, and then swapping back. (laughs) (laughs) What do you think, Stephen? I'd watch it. (laughs) I don't like how that shit works! Well, no, you, you've probably seen at the bookstore the Star Wars written in Shakespearean style, right? Oh, no, I haven't. Oh, you haven't? Interesting. Yeah, you got uh, yeah New Hope, Empire, and last uh, The Last Jedi in, written in uh, Shakespearean. Oh, that sounds cool. So it says, how this version of Facebook... Off will portray one of Cage's most famous monologues, a speech that establishes the diabolical caster Troy as a villain in equal standing with Claudius. Richard III is anyone's guess, but those interested in seeing for themselves can find out for a free play, 2 p.m. and 5 p.m. performances at the Peristyle in Brooklyn's Prospect Park this Sunday, July 14th. So uh, be sure and check that out. Maybe we can get Bill to go check that out. Please tell me there's a follow-up. There's going to be a follow-up with Con Air monologues, someone says in the comments. So I thought that was funny. Now, Stephen... Did you hear me? What? Don't hold your breath on that. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. The TurboGrafx-16 Mini arrives next March with nearly 50 games. I know what you guys are thinking. What the hell's the TurboGrafx-16? Now, I'll tell you. It came out not long after the Sega Genesis. My friend Ray got that. I got the TurboGrafx-16. I had this console, and they're making a mini version of it. Konami's attempt to ride the retro console bandwagon, the TurboGrafx-16 Mini, now has a release date. The company has revealed that the Mini will be available exclusively through Amazon on March 19th, 2020, with pre-orders starting July 15th. Oh, that's just a couple days, Stephen. Mm -hmm. 
While the designs will vary depending on which region you hail from, you'll have access to just shy of 50 games. The U.S. lineup includes already teased games like R-Type and Ease Book 1 and 2, not to mention other top titles like Bonk's Revenge and Space Harrier. There is no pricing yet, although the Japanese version costs roughly $100. That's a lot to pay if you aren't completely sold on the games. Now, I looked down this list, and um, apparently this article doesn't have the list that I had earlier. But uh, all that (laughs) that mattered was Blazing Lasers, a shooter that was unbelievable. That was like the best game that I owned for that, and it's on there. So that like gets me excited because I'll like I'll never. Was it pl- a gun? Or- it was like a ship. It was a top-down okay. shooter of shit flying around the screen, and you're you get power-ups and stuff. And I love that game. I played it multiple times, and I was like, I'll never get to play that game again. I loved it, but if I got this, I could play it again. Hundred bucks and it's yours. I'm thinking about it, man. I'm thinking about it. And there was one, there was a shitty game I bought. Remember, me and Ray played it. It's called JJ and Jeff. It was a platformer of these two. It was like Japanese weird fart humor and stuff in the game. Uh And it was like the hardest platformer. Not kidding. It was as hard as one of Emma's Mario levels. Like that hard. And that's on this. So it might be worth it to play it again. I don't know. I'm kind of excited about it. Okay, Steve, I thought about playing this trailer, but I'll just talk about it. Uh, Jason Mewes Uh of Jay and Silent Bob has directed a film. I haven't watched the trailer either. I meant to. Cinedime has unveiled the first official trailer for the film Madness in the Method, an autobiographical feature film starring and directed by Jason Mewes, also known as Jay Mewes, the actor best known as Jay from Kevin Smith's filmography. We know who he is. Thank you. This stars Jason as himself and is about his attempt at trying method acting in order to gain more respect for himself in Hollywood outside of his Jay role. He discovers a secret method acting book, but slowly descends into madness. Kevin Smith co-stars and the full cast includes Gina Carano Vinnie Van, Vinnie Jones, Vinnie Van Jones. I added a van there, Stephen. Oh, Danny okay. Trejo, Brian O'Halloran, Terry Hatcher, as well as a brief cameo by Stan Lee. It looks kooky, fun, and amusing. And also I noticed, you know who else is in it? I'll give you a hint. You said Brian O'Halloran, so... Okay, just tell me if you know who this is. I have been speared by Mayan warriors. <laughs> Dean Kane is also in it. <laughs> now, I'm not going to play the whole whole trailer, but I just want to get this one part right here. Okay. Man. Jason Mewes, that smoochy boochy guy. There you are. Boy, I heard he's a knucklehead. Yeah, I nail it. <laughs> good old stan and what's funny is kevin smith since his heart attack he's gone vegan he's lost so much weight he's just a stick now yeah but this filmed before that and you see how heavy he was at one time and it's kind of funny like you get used to someone being a certain weight and you don't realize how heavy they were till you see him skinny and then see him heavy again they're like whoa yeah that's what they used to look like because I never thought he'd always talk about him being fat, and I was like, he's not that fat. Come on, he's not that. You know, he's he's, he's a big guy, but he's not fat. You know. But he was kind of big. <laughs> I am interested. I in seeing this film on cable one day, and I'll watch it. You know what I'm saying? 
Not going to the theater to see it? <laughs> if you want to go with me, Stephen. <laughs> now, Stephen, um, we haven't done this in a long time, but Jessica asks for it, and I'm thinking we should do the DVDs of the week. Sure. Now, Bill used to do this, and he did a great job at it. I'm not that great, but you know what? The more I do it, the better I will get. Practice makes perfect. Am I right? It is. And I just need to find the damn theme because we <laughs> haven't done it in so long. And then I we're going to do some DVDs. All right? All right. I'm waiting. Here we go. All right, Stephen. So I'm going to say, Stephen, what do you think? Should we? You want to do some DVDs? And you say, let's do some DVDs. <laughs> okay, ready? Steven, you want to do some DVDs? Let's do some DVDs. Let's do it! How were we? Were we rusty? I was afraid I wouldn't know the lyrics. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we're doing some DVDs, man. Here we go. All right, these are DVDs for July 16th, 2019. And the first movie we have is, you got to start me off rough here, Ash is the Purest White, Stephen. Writer-director, Gia... Oh, man, see, this is... Uh, come on. Let's say Gia Zanke, yep. who also directed Mountains May Depart and A Touch of Sin, continues his examination of 21st century China with this epic tale of love between a gangster and his girl who comes looking for him after spending five years in prison protecting him. It's another stunning performance by one of China's best actresses. Sounds good. Ooh. Yeah. Now, the next film, <laughs> Jessica's going to do the Snoopy dance. Nice. That's how happy she is. All right. We made somebody happy, Stephen. Nice. Dogman. Ooh, this sounds good, doesn't it? Anything with... Is he part dog, part man, like Batman, or... Maybe. Dogman. <laughs> Italian director Matteo Garone... Returns, what, what is with all these names, Stephen? They just can't There's go no easy on me. American directors. Returns to the mob world of his international breakout, the Grand Prix winning Gamora. With this tale of a dog groomer <laughs> intertwined in a dangerous relationship with a violent former boxer. The cast is led by Marcello Fonti, whose performances earned him an award at Cannes last year. Is it Cannes or Con or Can? Which oh, should I can. choose there? Cans. That's, that's cans. Cans? Okay. Can. Inspired by a true story, Dogman, as a whole, also picked up solid reviews at festivals. Though critics were divided on the director's stylish, stylistic choices, some reviewers found the film violent, but thrilling. Oh, God, this is so violent, but I'm so thrilled right now and beautifully shot. While others found the film lacked both subtlety and emotional reality. Oh, come on. Leave the poor dog man alone. Yeah, come on. You think I'm making that shit up? Yeah, yeah I hope not. <sighs> D 
Don't you hate critics? They criticize your work. Listen, you snot no little shit. Yeah, exactly. Okay, this movie I've heard of and I'm excited about. I've heard it so good, Stephen. Okay. Fast Color. Never heard of it. Like her first feature, Miss Stevens, Julia Hart's latest... Okay. Like her first film, Miss Stevens, which was the name of the film, Julia Hart's latest was co-written with her husband, producer Jordan Horowitz. Otherwise, it's quite different. Set in a drought-ridden world and focusing on a family of black women with special abilities, the film follows Ruth, played by... Oh, my God. <laughs> Gugu Mbatha-Ra. I'm so sorry if I did your name wrong. I know this actress. She uh, is... Gugu. <laughs> <laughs> I... 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 What, what am I supposed to do, man? I'm doing my best. Okay. No, I just love that name. Goo goo gaga. Her mother, Lorraine, thank you for having that name, and her daughter, okay. <laughs> Listen, set in a drought ridden world and focusing on a family of black women with special abilities, the film follows Ruth and her mother and her daughter. According to IndieWire's Eric Kahn, this is a superhero movie. It has a solemn, hypnotic quality hovering between the profound ramifications of its intimate story and the hint of an otherworldly drama. Variety's Amy Nicholson warns that color never quite solidifies into an effective film. How dare you? You mad? Yeah, I'm pissed. Okay. But it's the, one you want to see anyway. Who cares? I've heard from a lot of people it's good. Yes. I got lots of film friends, Stephen. I, I don't really. Got a couple. All right. Let's do for something else. Little Woods. Set in a fracking country in North Dakota, Nia DaCosta's debut film is a modern-day female-led western centering on two estranged sisters who reunite when their mother dies. One is dealing with an unexpected pregnancy, and the other, played by Tessa Thompson, is on the verge of leaving their small town and going legit after paying the bills by running prescription drugs over the Canadian border. But with the mortgage on their mother's house due, she faces a choice between family and escape. Little Woods received good reviews at Tribeca debut at its Tribeca debut a year ago, with critics especially praising both leads, and it's finally reached theaters this spring. I don't know about you, Stephen, but that sounds good. When I hear legit, what do I think? Too legit to quit? No. Uh, He's going legit. A little what? I'll I love when we're all together. <laughs> I'll tell you the why. It's not legitimate. All right, Stephen. Relaxer. Nice. The latest from Joel Potricus. <laughs> who did Buzzard in the Alchemist Cookbook, <laughs> takes place in a single living room <laughs> where Abby, played by Joshua Berg, attempts the latest challenge from his older brother. Stay on the couch until he gets past level 256 on Pac-Man, breaking Billy Mitchell's record. Like Petroikas' previous films, it's challenging and funny. In his review for IndieWire, Eric Kahn writes, it's a grotesque downward spiral, both hilarious and and mesmerizing but above all elevated but above all elevated by its insights into depraved final gasp of the analog age it sounds interesting relaxer i'm just curious about this 
Stephen? Since it said Billy Mitchell, you want to... Yes, sir. Let's watch a trailer and see what this film is. Relax. Breathe in. Relax. Now exhale. Oh, my God. He's barfing a beard. Let this masterpiece wash <laughs> Okay, I'm already grossed out. not leave this couch until the challenge is completed. Challenge accepted. A meditation <laughs> on the fine art of relaxation. You deserve this. What the f***ing insanity? <laughs> what is this script for? Two liter hands. Hand. Hands. This looks hand like the kind of movie hands. we would have rented hand a blockbuster. Hands. Yeah. Hand. Hands. Oh, you don't think I can drink all this shit? Open the guy's your mind to this unforgettable to experience. Be in this moment, wildly, happily, unique. It smells like getting mouth farts up in here, dude. <laughs> it's the damn Y two K sweet chunks. I'm just gonna relax for a little while longer. Let go of the stress. Relaxer. <laughs> what the hell? A film by Joel Petrikas, featuring original music by Neon Indian. <coughs> <laughs> Just show me the money, dude. Look. You ever seen Jerry Maguire? You know what I'm talking about? No. Show me the money. In Thomas Cruise style. Thomas. You should see it, though, because it's got Jerry Cantrell from Ken Allison Chains in it. He plays like a fucking Kinko's uh, employee. <laughs> <laughs> wow, this movie looks bizarre as hell. <laughs> Okay, right. I'm intrigued. We gotta re- watch this. We're gonna have to watch Relaxer. I'm intrigued by this. The, the vomit scene was kind of gross. Oh Jesus! <laughs> it, the trailer opens up with him vomiting beer up, like he's trying to, I guess, chug it or something. I don't know. I don't know what's because going on. You don't see what's before. You just yeah. I don't do vom humor. Okay, it's just really gross. <laughs> Oh, my God. Okay, Shazam! Hey! Starring Zachary Levi. Before its release, this spring superhero feature seemed to have several factors working against it. One is that it's a movie titled Shazam. While now most of us know that no such thing exists, secondly, it's a film in the DC Extended Universe. And unless those are titled Wonder Woman, they aren't all that good. Wow, this person has uh, an opinion. But Shazam pulled off a bit of a magic trick, making enough of an impression with critics and moviegoers to trigger a sequel. The lighthearted film follows Billy Batson as he is granted superpowers by an ancient wizard. And with one word, Shazam can turn himself into an adult superhero perfectly cast by Zachary Levi. Aided by his friends, Freddie Freeman, Billy must learn about his powers and face off against Dr. Thaddeus Savannah. Uh, Freddie, he's his foster brother. Yeah. I mean, I thought the movie was a lot of fun. I thought Zachary Levi, before I even saw the movie, I said he was born to play this role because he can play a child like as in, a, in an adult body so well. And uh, I mean, come on. I thought it was good. I mean, I don't know if I'll own it, but I'll definitely watch it You'll again. You'll own it. <laughs> what 
Will I? Okay, I'll... Maybe I'll purchase it. Literally. Maybe. I don't want to own discs anymore. I might purchase it on Amazon streaming, where it's just, like, in the cloud. Yeah, but it can disappear at any time. Oh. You should be dead. Oh, my God. You know, because it's like... They pull movies off of Netflix all the time. It's like, if you don't own it, you may never see it again. Do you have any Megadeth? I don't think... Amazon's pretty good, though. I mean, they're pretty reliable, right? I don't know. I mean... I'm going to be frank. The catalog starts getting huge, you know, large enough, they're going to have to start I mean, I have stuff like, I think 2005, when Chuck first aired the pilot episode... I got it for free, and it's still in my Amazon, like forever. Right. You know? So I think it might be forever. Well, I'm not saying it won't be, but, you know, what <clears> happens <throat> when they decide to... Some movie that's just not popular, but you liked it. Yeah. And they, they you know, they kill it off. I will... But, I mean, Netflix has done that many times. They've cleared out... Oh, they, yeah, yeah. That's different. It's like, now, oh, yeah, see, Am- I'm not talking Amazon Prime. I'm talking about, like, I've actually paid for it where I own it on Amazon. Mm-hmm. It's not part of Prime where they licensed it for, like... Uh, Netflix, they will, like, own it for, like... Or, you know, it's like leasing it for, like, yeah. five years. Like, remember, like, for a long time, Chuck was on Netflix. Like Amazon goes belly up. Uh, maybe it'll happen. I don't know. <laughs> I might take that risk. Now, Stephen, uh, just just be in the the monkey ranch here. Uh, in there. Criminal Minds season fourteen mm-hmm. is coming on uh, on DVD. That's borderline criminal. Exactly. I mean, Criminal Minds. Have you ever watched I an do. episode of that? I have watched it. You okay? It's bad, right? I watch it all the time. Still okay. Um, it's it's just a background thing to watch because it's like I, I may not know what's on out of town and I'll flip channels and it's just something there to watch. I've only seen one thing from it, and it's this. If you go on YouTube, there's a <laughs> Will Wheaton can't run, and it's Will Wheaton played a bad guy yeah. on Criminal Minds, and he's running, and this is hilarious. Will Wheaton can't run is the name of the video. he's being chased by the police come on run will wheaton run (laughs) it's just a running scene with will wheaton running i love it and he runs just very strangely is he method here his killer runs like this not will wheaton It's a, that's all the scene is. It's just him running <laughs> I love it. Somebody was, made a video of Will Reed and running because they're like, damn, this guy can't run. I got to uh, to check this out. <laughs> oh, I've seen don't. that episode. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Let me ask you this. When you watch the episode where you're like, he runs interesting. Uh, I probably didn't pay that much attention to it. You know, it's like somebody running from the cops. Okay, whatever. It's so bad. Okay, so uh, do I don't you... study that. Steven, do you ever miss the Will Wheaton Project, by the way? Will Wheaton Project? I guess I do miss it. <laughs> do you remember that? Oh, my God. You totally look like you didn't know what I was talking about. 
on Sci-Fi, the Will oh, Wheaton oh. project, remember, it's kind of like yeah, the yeah, suit yeah, talk yeah. soup, but yeah, it was yeah, him, yeah. and it was yeah, terrible. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And remember, they had, like, yes. everything that he talked about would have this. <laughs> they, would, they would laugh at everything. Wow. I was trying to forget it. I, it was funny, because I said, hey, Stephen, do you, remember, do you uh, miss, uh, you know, the Will Wheaton project? And you're just like, what? Like, what's what? that? What? I swear I you didn't know. I completely forgot about it. I swear, like, you, like, blanked. I, I would, no, I wasn't blanking. I was thinking back, going the hell that's so funny that's so funny steven now okay steven space 1999 the complete series hells yeah do you remember remember that show hell yeah i was watched it every week check this out man see if you remember this that That was awesome remember this theme this is like the best theme ever barbara Bay. pretty hot huh for a 70s chick, you know what I'm saying? No! Man, this theme rocked! Can you play this on guitar? Damn! Wailing on the guitar! Just epic theme music. I mean, I would tune in the show every week just to hear this theme every episode. And it's a long theme. What's funny is, uh, we're way past 1999, Stephen, and, uh, we don't, we've got none of this. None of it, man. We're ripped off. (laughs) You think they had Tang on there? (laughs) <laughs> Tang, hell yeah! <laughs> they better have. How come I can't get no Tang around here? <laughs> <laughs> now, Stephen, this is interesting. Titans. I'm going to click on this link and see what it gives me. Okay, did you know they made a series, live-action series, of the Teen Titans? But it's called Titans, and it's for DC's uh, streaming service. But it's... It's being released on Blu-ray now, or we we don't have to sign up for the service, and uh, we can watch it. Dick Grayson, aka Robin, Rachel Roth, aka Raven, team up with Gar Logan, aka Beast Boy, and Coriandras, aka Starfire, come together to. Can we just say Robin, Raven, Logan, or Beast, Beast Boy. Boy and Starfire? Come together to defend Earth from the from destruction, and this live action series based on Teen Titans characters. Um, it's got a fifty five on Metacritic. <laughs> <laughs> the superhero Sturm and Drang and personal melodrama that Titans offers is attractively packaged and reasonably entertaining in the early episodes. If you're partial to the more serious end of the comic book spectrum. You may already be watching Black Lightning, Jessica Jones, and a few others on Netflix, Legion on FX, The Runaways on Hulu, and Gotham on Fox. Titans may deserve to join the list, but it's a big ask to pay for DC streaming service. I knew he was going to say that. I didn't even have to read the continue. What do you think about that, Stephen? Interested? Um, Maybe. By the way, uh, last week, or I guess this week, last Tuesday... Pet Cemetery, the remake. the remake. Mary Lambert's 1989. 
Mike and I talk. Mary Lambert's 1989 adaptation of Stephen King's Pet Stanley to perhaps the writer's scariest novel has a few fans, but not many. This is the old version. The, oh. No, there's this a new version. I don't know, but it came out and it's not worth owning, is it? When's the last, what's the last DVD you bought, Stephen? Or C, uh, Blu-ray, Blu-ray, let's say that. Because you don't buy DVDs anymore. Jeez, it's been a while. I don't know. I, I don't know. Honestly. It's been a long time, hasn't it? Yeah. The last one I got was probably a present. Um, I'm going to probably say one of the Star Wars. Maybe The Force Awakens. Oh, or, okay. Or, yeah, yeah. Or, I own or, that too. Or uh, Rogue. Rogue One. Rogue One. Okay. One of those two. I may have both of them. Yeah, for a while it's like, I don't buy anything anymore, but I'll get a Marvel movie. But now I've stopped even that. So I just don't get any movies on disc anymore. I know it's shocking to you guys. They're like, what is this... What is this fraud doing a DVD segment for? He didn't even <laughs> buy them, man. What does this guy know, I've, man? I've, I've uh, well, you know when we when uh, DVDs were coming out regular, just the plain version, and like every Tuesday the sale, you know, you get them for half price on the first day on Tuesday, yeah, or the first two or three days. Every time the sales ad came out, I probably bought. Four or five DVDs. Yeah, remember back in the day, like we like got them over, and I, you know, we'd been we get a two yeah or three Best movies. Buy or something. Oh man! And but you know, the Blu-rays are just are so pricey now. I kind of, uh, I think that's I, it I, on I, the DVDs. I, by the way, I'll buy more. I, I'm more uh, conscious of what I buy. You know, it's like okay, yeah, I, yeah. If I really, if it's want something this, special, yeah, yeah. Like if they were like. Steven, next week, the original trilogy of Star Wars is coming out. It's the original cuts with all the digital shit taken out. Would you be like, I'm buying that? Yeah, I'd get it. Yeah. All right. The original Yub Yub song? (laughs) Yes. Now, Steven, (laughs) next week, we're going to have some more DVDs. But this is our first DVD segment in a long time. I hope I did okay. Yes. What do you guys think? Hope I did okay, but it's not over yet, guys, because... Practice on those names. It's hard to (laughs) I know. What do you guys say we do some Rotten Tomatoes before we go? I think it's going to be fun. Let's read Rotten Tomatoes. Let's do it. You say either. I say either. You say neither. And I say neither. Either. Neither. (laughs) Neither. Neither. Let's call the whole thing off. Yes, you like potato. And I like potato. Like tomato, I like tomato, potato, potato, tomato, tomato. Let's call the whole thing off. I like stale tomato juice. Okay, hot shot. All right, hot shot. We got some new movies coming out. I thought it was funny. Adam said RPO sucks. Oh, have we talked about Will Wheaton's audiobook for Ready Player One? Oh, <laughs> 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 see. I got to pay attention to chat. Got to log off. Check you later. Later, Adam. Have a good one, man. Thanks for listening. All right, Stuber. That's right. Stuber Mm -hmm. has come out, Stephen. Stuber. Starring Kumail Nanjiani, Dave Bautista, Natalie Morales, Betty Gilpin. When a mild-mannered Uber driver named Stu 
<clears throat> get it? Stu drives an Uber. Stuber picks up a passenger who turns out to be a cop hot on the trail of a brutal killer. He's thrust into a herring or harrowing ordeal where he desperately tries to hold on to his wits, his life, and his five star rating. <laughs> Leah Greenblatt of Entertainment Weekly says, Stuber knows that sense and logic aren't what its audience came for. We're here for good, dumb fun, and of course, central air. <laughs> you mad? Yes. Peter Bradshaw says, really, there is very little chemistry between Batista and Nanjiani. And if you compare this with something like, say, Beanie Feldstein, Caitlin Deaver comedy Booksmart, the dialogue really does sound a bit pedestrian. A two out of five. If you die, I die. Katie Walsh of Pittsburgh Post-Gazette says, Stu shrieks every story. Stu shrieks every story point, Stephen. So even watching this grating and pointless film filled with boneheaded plot twist is utterly unrewarding. Save the Uber fare and stay far, far away. Where's my penis? <laughs> Where's my penis? Okay. Chris Klimek of NPR says, by the drunk. way, that was, yeah, that was rotten, by the way. Though it runs 93 minutes, Stuber is padded by gunfights that are neither thrilling nor funny, though their mix of selective slow-mo and irreverent soundtrack cut tells us Dows wants them to be both, I guess that's the director, or at least one of the two, he has it decided. No way. Chris Hewitt of the Minneapolis Star Tribune, that was rotten by the way, brevity is the soul of Stuber which is smart enough to realize that its goals are modest, make us chuckle every minute or so, and call it quits as soon as that's accomplished. Three out of four. Hey, watch your mouth. James Barrera Darren Nanelli says Stuber is as bland and generic and mismatched, mismatched buddy action comedy as you're likely to find. Yikes. That doesn't sound good, does it? No. You're real squiggly. Ed Travis says, eliciting gut-busting laughter through all three acts, as well as glorious R-rated gore and action, Stuber is everything you could possibly dream from a modern action comedy. That guy saw a different movie, Stephen. (laughs) (laughs) That guy saw something that has shotgun blasts in it. Tanya Sweeney of the Irish Independent says, <clears throat> excuse me, everyone, a zingy script is brought to life by Nanjani, arguably the comedic backbone of the whole movie. Three out of five. Let's read one more, Stephen. Sarah Michelle Fetters. Oh, I loved her, Buffy. Mm-hmm. Nanjani and Batista find a variety of ways to make all this work, no matter what sort of nonsense. Clancy, who wrote the script, I guess, requires them to do. What do you think, Stephen? Are you excited? No. You want to step outside? Yeah. Yeah. You want to step outside? Huh? No. Oh, that guy wants to fight you, Stephen. All right, now I'm interested in this one. <clears throat> All right, I'm going to wet my whistle here. <clears throat> me, 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 me. <clears throat> Ah. 
<coughs> One more time. <coughs> That's two. <coughs> Excuse me. Okay, uh, crawl. 89% fresh on the Rotten Tomatoes, and the site's not loading, Stephen. What do I do? What do uh, I do? Uh, 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 I, I don't know what to do. Uh, uh, um, vamp. Shut your mouth! You're not God or my father or my voice! Oh. oh, those are fine words, man. How dare you? Bastard. You mad? Yes, I am. Reload. I got this, Steven. I know what I'm doing. Check this out. Uh-oh. <laughs> Uh-oh. You know what? I I I know what I'm doing. Screw you, Rotten Tomatoes. Oh wait, here we go. It's loaded. Crawl. Why is it loading now? Bastards. Okay, Steven. Crawl. I know many of you are probably wondering, what is Crawl? That is a movie with alligators, right? Yes. I would have thought Worms with that title, but... This would have crawled a ball and eat a lot of ice cream. But I guess an alligator looks like it's crawling. <laughs> so I'll give him the benefit I, of the I doubt. I can't stop thinking about Will Wheaton running, Stephen. Will Wheaton running. <laughs> I wonder where she got that idea. When a massive hurricane hits Florida hometown, Haley ignores evacuation orders. Oh, as they all do. These millennials, Stephen. I hear an order to evacuate. I'm out of there. She searches for her missing father, played by Johnny Goodboard Boy Tyler, Barry Pepper. Finding him a gravely injured in a crawl space of their family home, the two become trapped by quickly encroaching floodwaters. As time runs out to escape the strengthening storm, Haley and her father discover that the rising water levels is the least of their fears. It didn't even mention what's attacking them. It didn't even mention alamigators. Is that how you say it? Mm-hmm. Alamigators? Yes. Alamigators. Bring it on, gator butt. <laughs> exactly, Stephen. Duck or gators or whatever. All right. Uh, Benjamin Lee says of The Guardian, I would, wouldn't exactly urge you to run rather than crawl to see it, but a brisk walk should do three out of five. Right. I'm going to punch this guy, Stephen. <laughs> what did you think of that... Uh, that review. It crawled. <laughs> I was trying to come up with something witty and I didn't. Oh, Steven, come on. Mm. I thought it was snappy. <laughs> <laughs> Very snappy. Joshua Rothkopf of Time Out says, One day destined to be seen as a stealth metaphor for climate change denial, a brutal Florida hurricane plunges a house and its broken family in disaster. Crawl will, for the time being, serve nicely as a merely okay giant alligator movie, three out of five. Okay. So they're telling me, it's entertaining, it's not great or anything, but you gotta enjoy yourself. Lake Placid. Was that a classic or not? Exactly. Let's see what... Giant, uh, giant alligator movie. Yeah. Literally. Tom 
Tom Riss Lathley says, Crawl offers up an adequately engaging disaster package with storm and gator effects of gripping believability. 2.5 out of 4. What do you think, Stephen? 2.5? Okay. Eric Kahn of IndieWire says, Crawl doesn't exactly deliver the most elegant metaphor for the rising crisis of the environment, but the simplicity of that message is exactly the point. A C+. It should be fresh. It's marked rotten. Let's see what good old Rex Reed has to say about this, Stephen. I hope you're excited. You should be dead. Oh, my God. While Crawl never quite achieves the classic status of, say, Jaws, it's so convincing that you forget about the mechanics and become petrified by the gore. I don't know about you, Stephen, but I'm excited. He is a top critic. Some bad hat, Harry. Owen Gleiberman says, Crawl has no pretense and not very much range. It's Jaws set in an old dark house. Okay. Okay. So you didn't like Jaws either? So, shouldn't it be fresh? Yes. There we go. Okay, Molly Hen- Henry of the Blogging Banshee says, Crawl is the perfect summer creature feature bringing actions, scares, gore, and tons of thrills. I give it an 8 out of 10. That's a good, that's a good one. Frank like- Wilkins says of real reviews, his reviews are real, Stephen. Is it R-E-E-L, like movie reviews? Yeah, pretty, <laughs> ah, pretty clever. He created his website on uh, Squarespace. Nice. It is a nasty little adventure film that drags us through the mud of heartbreak, broken family, and Mother Nature's fury. I give it a three out of five. Please use Squarespace. Okay. He and Freddie Forks are the top users. (laughs) Christy Puchko. Love her name. Always got to read her views. Crawl combines the creature feature thrills of Jaws with Ahas. Is that how you say that guy's name? Aha. A-J-A. Is it Aja or Aha? Aha! Aja. Aha! Yes. Yes, okay. Crawl combines the creature feature thrills of Jaws with Aha's predilection for ghoulish overkill and deeply dark vein of humor. I give it a 10 out of 10. She didn't really say that. I lied. I'm a fraud. The film is... Okay, Stephen Scaife. 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 Stephen Scaife says, The film is more straight-faced than Alexandra Aha's prior work, trading absurd kills for narrow escapes from gaping alligator jaws. I give it a 2.5 out of 4, and it's fresh. What a great story. Okay, Stephen, 2.5 out of 4, fresh. Uh I swear to God, where is it? Where is it? Where is it? Where is it? There was a 2.5 out of 4 right here, and it's still fresh. Never. The C plus is the one you were talking about. Never mind. Okay. <laughs> you were thinking of the C plus rating. So what we've learned here is crawl is better than Stuber. Yes, I would have thought so. Crawl is better than Stuber. The Lion King, Stephen. Any interest? Not really. I didn't Zero. See the first time. 
Zero interest, I right? I didn't see the animated one, so. The Circle of Life. Very little musical things do I watch. I, and I'm not saying I have anything against him. I just... Well, do you know it, the plot? has no interest in You know the plot of it, at least, right? Yeah. Chopped his own dick off and ran yeah. screaming into the jungle. Well, that is not the Lion <laughs> King I saw. I... I don't know what this guy's talking about, Steven. All that I is... know is Hakuna Matata. That's all I can tell you. Are you telling me there's some totally deranged, dickless dude running around out there? <laughs> that, yes. That is what, not Lion King, I sir. Think that's what Hakuna Matata means. <laughs> you know what's funny is I do know what that means. It means no worries. Hakuna Matata. Okay. They've. Jean Favreau, very capable director has directed a remake of Lion King. No, it's a live-action Lion King. But everything I've heard about it is it's an exact remake of the animated movie, so why does it exist? He got voices of Donald Glover, James Earl Jones, Billy Eichner, Seth Rogen, Chiwetel Ejiofor. Did I say his name right? I think so. Beyonce Knowles, etc., etc., Let's read a review. Dana Stevens of Slate says, Pairing off romantically to produce a legitimate heir to the throne is nice and all, but it's getting destroyed by the minions of your own venal ambition that's the real circle of life. What is she talking about? John Wenzel of the Denver Post says, It hangs together better than the horrid live-action Aladdin remake that came out in May, but that's not saying much. Most viewers will find this Lion King to be either eye candy or... Or Uncanny Valley. <laughs> David Ehrlich of IndieWire says, A well-rendered but creatively bankrupt self-portrait of a movie studio eating its own tail. Ooh, is a, what is that called? The Ouroboros? Yeah. Man, high five, Stephen. <laughs> <laughs> How do I know that? We're smart. Because uh, you watch Millennium on Fox? Red Dwarf. Ah! Mara <laughs> Reinstein, uh, <laughs> Us Weekly, says, For all of the remake's technological majesty, that special mystique unique to the 1994 original lies far beyond where the light touches. I give it a zero. Okay. Um, let's see. Jenna Bush of VitalThrills.com. Whoa, what is that site, Steven? <laughs> Where's my penis? No, whoa, whoa, whoa. Where's my That's not penis? what I meant. Okay. Jenna Bush says, I don't believe that's the former president's daughter, by the way. Are you sure? There are moments where it felt like I was watching a nature special. There were other moments where I was mesmerized by the way the lion's feet move. I give it a 9 out of 10. <laughs> you're looking at the wrong thing if you're just watching the feet move. Ooh, yo, what? <laughs> Mark Hughes of Forbes says, Packed with cutting-edge effects, enjoyable and amusing performances, songs you all know and can sing along with, and a few little surprises. That's right, cameo by Stan Lee. The Lion King is sure to thrill audiences of all ages. I just wanted bagels. I just wanted bagels. Greg Maki of the Star Democrat says, The Lion King feels fresh and vibrant, alive and vital in 2019 in a way I would not have thought possible. I give it an A. Thank you very much. 
Nikki Johnston of Vanya Land says that it's so content to rest on its laurels, it's certainty that all of you in the audience know all the words to this song and will be made giddy just by hearing it, that it forgets to be a movie. It forgets to be a movie. What do you think of that, Stephen? I don't think it forgets. That's okay! Okay, well, Stephen, that was Let's Read Rot Tomatoes. I'm losing my voice, so what do you say? I meet you back here in just a few seconds. Sure. All right, meet you on the flip side, Stephen. See ya. Okay, I'm going to be over there, so just go meet me over there. Wrap it in your hands and rub it on your face! Thank you, good night. Here all week, try the veal. And Probably too scary for you guys. I'm not scared, pal. You mad? You want to step outside? You want to step outside? Huh? Listen, you snot those little shit. Oh my god. Oh my god. I just wanted bagels. I just wanted bagels. That's what the lady says. She just wants bagels, but an insane short little tiny man comes in there. <laughs> Should have had that come in here who sees the leprechaun. <laughs> Exactly. Oh my God. That guy's going to get acting work after that video. Like he's an insane person. He's going to be on Howard Stern or something. Just wait and watch. All right, guys. Thank you so much for listening to entertainment landfill news. Episode 66. That's right. Episode 66. 66. There we go. Execute order 66. (laughs) Took a long time to get there, didn't it, Steven? Yeah. Worth the payoff. Isn't that a great shotgun sound? Yeah. Okay, just to give everyone an idea of a drop. The anatomy of a drop. Okay, this is the... Okay, you know that's the 90210 theme, okay? Um, in the movie Aliens, Hicks says this. I'd like to keep this handy for close encounters. I heard that. Okay, so I got this from that Aliens clip, the pump shotgun. So I got the 90210 theme, and I've got that shotgun. pump sound. So I'm like, I need a good shotgun sound. So let me go into my... Shotgun, Shotgun sounds drops. and uh no wait wait I typed in the wrong one. Hard to kill shotgun. Uh I remember gunshot hard to kill. Let's listen to this. Maybe this will be good. 
So mix them all together and what do you get, huh? one of those school mass shooting. <laughs> oh my God, Stephen! <laughs> They're at the peach pit, okay? Oh, oh. Okay, so that's my new anatomy of a drop, part one. <laughs> so next time I'll come up with another one and I'll give you guys the anatomy of that drop. And Stephen, you, you got a little dark there. Voodoo. Zombies. No, that's not what I meant. Okay, well, uh, <laughs> thank you guys so much for listening to the show. It, it's been a while since we've done a show. The last show we did had lots of pops. And we were a little delayed this week. Yes, but I just wanted to ask, if anyone's still listening, were there any pops on the show? I hope to God not. I did everything I could. I don't know if... I didn't say this on the air. I told you this. I unplugged everything, and I had a butter knife. And uh, I tapped the knife on everything metal as a to cancel it out you know must be some kind of knife expert that's right i am were you knighting everything i was knighting everything yes (laughs) (laughs) and uh that's all there is to it okay that's better uh so, first of all, I wanted to say this. Thank you guys for listening, and I want to say something to all the patrons, because they're patrons to the show, and you guys uh, give me money every month, and I didn't do a show at all last month, and I want to be extra productive for the rest of the summer, and uh, just let you know that I appreciate you guys, and I had to recharge big time. Uh, I I swear, like... Where I am mentally this week is like 10 times better than I was last week. Like, I was seriously thinking, like, I don't know if I'm ever going to podcast again. That's how I get sometimes where I'm like, I have no drive. Like, I'm bummed out. Uh, depression sets in. But I just got to get over that. And, uh, you know, or I'm going to do something rash. Chopped his own dick off and ran screaming into the jungle. Uh, why are you talking about that? It has nothing to do with what I'm talking about. Oh, my Don't God. That, Jason. Are you telling me there's some totally deranged, dickless dude running around no, out there? No, that's not what I'm saying. Oh, my God. I no, I have, I have a better story for you guys. Yeah, I don't know. It's probably too scary for you guys. Yes, it is scary. But <laughs> I'm just saying sometimes I need to get inspired. Now, here's the thing I want to tell you. I want a show, a podcast that I can be proud of when it's over, and I want to re-listen to it. We have years of the show since 2005, Stephen. I can go back and listen to those shows, and I laugh my ass off or whatever. Sometimes I'm alarmed by things I hear, like where we got maybe a little too blue, or we got a little too... Dark. Just, like, it's kind of like when you watch a movie from the 90s or the 80s, a comedy, and something that was funny then is no longer funny now. That happens sometimes when we listen to old episodes of the show. I'm not going to name names, but there might be a certain person on the show that used to get a little uh, blue. Do you know what I'm saying? Oh, yeah. I'm not going to name names. He's currently still on the show. (laughs) He doesn't happen to be here now. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, That doesn't narrow it down, though. No, it does not. 
because it could be foggy as well. Way to go, Steve. That's good stuff. No, but as you can all hear, Foggy is here. Shut your mouth. You're not God or my father or my boss. That is true. No, I am your boss, Foggy. I actually what that sound was. I don't remember. Do you not know what that sound is, Steven? (laughs) That is Mad Max's blower from his car in the Road Warrior. Jeez, I should have. I was like, how do I not have a drop of Mad Max's blower? I mean, come on. I was watching that movie years before anybody, Stephen. Clap it in your hands and rubbing it on your face! Okay, that didn't turn out the way that uh, I thought it would. I was supposed to talk about I was watching Mad Max while you were rubbing poop on your face. I was not rubbing poop on my face. Out of control, girl. Yes, that's right. Uh, so I am way older than you. Literally. <laughs> what? Yes, literally. It doesn't feel like it, though. Don't we just feel like a couple of kids? Don't we, Steven? Sometimes. <laughs> Where's my penis? I don't know why you're playing this. Where's my penis? <laughs> uh, so anyway, what I'm trying to say is uh, we're going to have some fun doing the show. DVDs are back, guys. DVDs are back. And we're going to continue to look for that penis for some reason. <laughs> yes. <laughs> uh, we're going to... Uh, we're going <laughs> to... Throw you off yes. I was like, looking for... DVD duplication pirating empire. It's not a game. It's not a game, Dougie. What, I'm gonna, what I was saying earlier is I'm, we're going to keep doing the DVDs and okay. get good at it. You know, it may be just kind of like slapdash now, but it'll get better. The site I used, I liked it. Actually, I closed it. I'll never find it again. But I uh... <laughs> <laughs> forgot to bookmark it. Yeah, I forgot to bookmark it. It's all over, but I can find it in the history and stuff. But I just wanted to say thank you guys for supporting the show. And we're not pod fading. We're here and uh, we're going to keep doing shows. Uh Adam, if you want to talk more Stranger Things, I'll be here. Let's do it. Call in. Let's talk about it. We okay? just pod relaxed for a while. Yes. Oh, thank you, Jessica. Everything on the show from the old days is still funny. Just saying. Thank you. Sometimes it's sad, but I make myself laugh. For instance, uh, the Will Wheaton Project was a terrible show. Mm-hmm. Steven doesn't remember, but... I tried blinking out <laughs> entirely. <laughs> I kind of forgot that he did that talk soup version of that. I do want everyone to look up the video of Will Wheaton running on YouTube. Yes. <laughs> okay. Uh, so I don't know where I'm going with this. It's 11 o'clock and uh, it's time to go. So, Stephen, thank you so much for listening to the show. You're welcome. Thank you, Jessica. Everybody in the chat room. Michael, Michael Kiley. Kiley, if yes. you are indeed there. You didn't say anything, but I hope you're there. Ken Preventure, Adam Sexton, everybody. Thank you guys for listening, and that's the show, man. We need a voicemail from Michael Kyle. We haven't heard from you in a while. Make sure you're literally. Alive. Yes, I would love to get a voicemail from you, Michael Kiley. And I just need to ask you this, Stephen, because mm-hmm. I don't know. I, I sometimes I get frozen in my uh, what I want to do. 
do I play the old Mulberry Ender or do I play our ETL News Ender? That's your call. You know what the 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 ETL News Ender is, right? Oh, you play play Mulberry Ender. You want to play the old Mulberry Ender? Yeah. You want to? All right, yeah. let's do it, guys. So, uh, everybody, thank you for listening, and we'll be back next time, and we're going to talk more film, television, and pop culture, and i got to find the Mulberry Ender. <laughs> it's gone forever. Oh, here it is. All right, later, everybody. Usually what we do is we uh, play a drop and then get into there. So here's what we're going to do. Are you telling me there's some totally deranged, dickless dude running around out there? No, there's not. What are you talking about? Okay, later. You want to step outside? You want to step outside? Huh? Just soulless zombie. Literally. I'm not standing, pal. <laughs> you should be dead. Yeah, I don't know. It's probably too scary for you guys. Shut your mouth. You're not God or my father or my boss. You mad? You think I'm making that shit up? Yeah. Why don't you tell me this theory of yours and we'll go get these guys? That's okay. You're real squiggly. You're a 